How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite Swimmate podcast, Scales and Tails, big one tonight, episode 50. And we are joined by um, a guy who's quite honestly been coast to coast and fish coast to coast. So tonight we're joined by Mr. Seth Nicewanger. Nice, I said that right. Right yeah. on the money with it. Right on the Hell money yeah. with it. Pleasure dude, being fucking, here, man. Pleasure being here. Dude, first one out of 50 I've gotten right. That's a fucking achievement right there. Hey, that's so. and you know what? And it's not the easiest name, bro. I tell you people every day when I played sports as a little kid, man, playing baseball and having that goddamn name that literally stretched from shoulder to shoulder, almost wrapping around. I'm pretty impressed. Oh, dude, I, I went to school with a kid. Last name Wojohowski, W-O-J-E-O-C-H-E-W-I-S-K-I. Dude, it was so... Oh, I, that is a train wreck. Both, both of his <laughs> parents were teachers, like uh, elementary teachers. Or no, his his mom was our like third grade elementary teacher. And she, like on spelling tests, like once every three months, she'd be like, okay, the bonus word is my last name. You got to spell it right. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh, dude. I never fucking got it right. And we I don't know anything. I don't know. I, the fact that you remember that off the top of your head just now blew my mind, honestly. Honestly, I won't lie. I was just throwing letters out there. Like, I know what letters are in it, but I have no idea what fucking. You're just like, fuck it. Send it yeah, out. Send it out. They are. I just, I just. I got you. But uh, yeah, we, we just called them Wojo because that was the fucking easiest thing ever. <laughs> it's a lot easier. <laughs> Wojo. I love it. I love it. But, uh, all right, Seth. Well, how, how did you, I mean, fuck, start at the beginning. Who are you? What do, what do you do? Well, um. What do I do? Well, right now I'm more or less just trying to subsist in a way. Uh, it's it's a little different out here than California. Um, California, the the objective of fishing for a living is much easier to find than it is out here, at least where we're at, where I'm at. But uh, besides that, um, yeah, we just moved out here from California uh, five months where's, ago. Where's out here for? That is uh, that is the the, the north. Uh, let's be Southern Virginia, down here next to DC. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah, it's Southern Southeast. Virginia, like Southeast yeah. Virginia, that little corner right DC and Maryland there. Um, which thankfully has you know quite a bit of water to work with, quite a bit more water than I'm used to, to be honest with you, which has been the big shock so far. Is there's so much to do, you know? Yeah, but over in California, where, where were you at in California? So when I was in California, I was in La Habra, which is kind of right in between. It more or less is like LA, I, right outside of LA, in between Orange, Orange County, right in between the two, like LA and Orange County, closer so, to the beach, kind of. I mean that, uh, yeah. How close is that, dude? Like, I, Dis- you know what, Disneyland, it's, and everyone's gonna laugh at me for that. Disneyland, everybody, Disneyland is our biggest, um, I guess you could say landmark. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I'm fucking terrible with uh, geography. Like, um, I had a guy on, a good buddy, Stephen Clipper, talked to him, fucking have known him for bunch of months now and he's he always said he's from british columbia and dude i thought british columbia was on the east coast for the longest i definitely time. Been, i thought it was too so earlier when we were talking about it before you mentioned i'm like oh all right thank god i didn't say anything because i thought it was like over here somewhere dude my the michigan schooling system at least where i was in bfe middle of the woods if, drop drop the fucking ball on it's on, okay it's okay where we are here in virginia happens to be the most in my opinion, most impossible to like figure out where you are at one time. There, I don't know something about the way it sits on a map. It, I can't tell what's south, east, west. I, it's like I feel like I'm going one way and I end up in Ohio. It's like how, how did we? How did this happen? I swear I was going towards the water, dude. You know? Fucking driving down from Michigan, so you go through Pennsylvania. Oh and, my like, god! I can only took, imagine. We took, we took like this, like well, we were going to Phil's house, so we weren't going to the coast, dude. I don't know where the fuck we were we were in pennsylvania 
we were in Maryland for like a total of like seven minutes and 25 yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah. And it's and like, boom, how? How, we're in West how Virginia. does this happen? How, yeah, exactly. Like, where did like, West Virginia come from here? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm like, I didn't like Maryland is like, I last time I looked at a map, if I remember correctly, Maryland was like kind of a chunky state. I'm like, how do we yeah. just like go through the fucking tip of the dick of Maryland and now we're in West Virginia? I just well, fishing with, going fishing with Vic out here has been hilarious because he's like, yeah, we're going this, we're going this day. I'm like, what do you mean we're going to this state? No, no, it's only like 40 minutes or 45 minutes. I'm like, what? Like, how? Like, I swear to God, that's here. There's no way. It's like, no, no. And it's like, oh, oh, sure enough, there we are. We're in, we're in this state now, you know? Dude, that, that, so literally exactly where you live. I've gone through Maryland, D.C., Virginia area a total of three times, and twice was with Phil and Vic. And, dude, that's like such a mod podge, like collage of places. Like, I don't know where the fuck I am. I don't know if that's I'm in That's the Maryland. thing. It's, it's such a weird angle, I feel like, the way the freeways move. It's yeah, like, uh, yeah. you know, it's a lot of like wrapping around things, I guess you could say. Dude, it's fucking, just build a straight fucking road. It's not oh, that yeah. hard. Oh, yeah. And then you can, you, well, yeah. It is, but. That, I'm sorry, but people that cannot, this is, this is the one thing, to be completely off topic, is. I don't know how anybody survived driving on the roads out here. I don't know. I have the, the, the stuff that I see on the road out here is like, I I just want to crawl up in a little ball. I can't, I just, it, but that's just me, you know, maybe, maybe no, it's, it's a little not. different. It's I feel like California you. is just a little different driving wise, but dude, um, it's like you got Matt, a lot of open road, man. How do you possibly have a roadblock? You know, dude, Matt from SB fishing, he, he made a, or was it you? I'm pretty sure it was Matt made a post and he's like, Maryland drivers do not know how to drive. Yeah. I, yeah, it must have been. Oh him. no, that might have been me. That might have been me. Like, like a I week ago. Some, yeah, yeah, and Nate Beard was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Guy talking shit like, "Yeah, you shut up with your." Exactly. Have you ever seen his car? Uh, no, but Vic has called me from inside of it. I think. Yes. When they're like okay. the, the, the truck shit. that the truck that Vic has now is a much better upgrade than what Vic had before, and a much oh, better yeah. upgrade than the truck that I have now is much. Did you ever get to see that? What Vic's white farm truck? A white, yeah, the white farm truck. Oh my gosh, dude! First time that... fishing in that thing, I'm like, yo, we're going where in this thing, and how far? <laughs> dude, we went through. We him and I went through DC in it. Uh, yep, yep, yep. We went all dude. the way to Baltimore one night. He oh picked God. me up in Alexandria and drove me all the way to Baltimore. Dude, that fuck a, that. Oh, that's a fucking. That was a mission. And we then, literally... and then, hang on, that was even better because that was the night that my girlfriend actually flew to Texas for a water polo tournament, and I got locked out of the apartment without a oh key. Oh my gosh! And so Vic hung out for a little bit, and I got let in by somebody at like three o'clock in the morning. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, dude. Like Talk Vic about and fuck I, up. yeah. We had to go to Maryland, and to, to dude, Maryland, like literally, just a hop, skip, and a fucking crawl into Maryland to pick up weights from Aaron because he had like the, he had like the lead fucking uh yeah. the mold we needed for these baits that needed mm -hmm. to be done in two days for the gathering yeah and dude vic is driving and he's uh like I, we're going around curves and shit and i'm like just looking down at my phone so like if i look up i'm gonna see yeah. when we're about to crash and he's talking to me he's like he's finger fucking the garmin gps he has <laughs> and i'm like dude what the fuck why did i come with you why did i not stay back with evan and phil like i'm gonna fucking <laughs> die with you in maryland like this is terrible well it's very nice that he got he got the truck he has now because that was um yeah, the last time I think we fished, it was making a new noise every time, which is, it happens, man. My cars were the same way. <laughs> my, my truck now has got issues, you know, but 
that was uh, that was good times for sure. It was like the first couple months being out here. I spent a lot of the year before out here on and off because I would take like a week or a month off of work and show up out here for the whole month just to get acclimated, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. So, did you grow up in California? In, in yeah. Disney World, Disneyland, whichever one it yep, was? Yeah, uh, that area, that, that La Habra area, um, the Orange County area, I should say. I was born and raised there from... Yeah, well, no shit from when I was born, duh. But um, <laughs> all the fishing and stuff, at least from from my past, was all all that area though. Not much branching out. There's a lot of stuff to do in that entire area. So is that like right on the coast? Like you're, you you had mentioned not far from the beach. Well, about the... thirty minutes from the water, from like the ocean. Okay. okay. Is it dude like the way you made it describe like not having much water? I feel like it's like fucking Phoenix, like where there's no water, like there's city parks and shit. Is that kind of what it was? So that's the thing. Uh, That part we have a lot. We had a lot of city parks. We had four of them off the top of my head that we would fish regularly, all within walking distance. And when I was like, your favorite swim bait podcast is now proudly sponsored by Leviathan Rods. Leviathan Rods is a Texas-based fishing rod company that's handcrafted and uses high-end, made in the USA rod blades. Every sale from Leviathan helps support foster youth and their families. With Leviathan Rods, you're not only going to feel a difference, but you're going to help make a difference too. Friends of the show will also get 20% off their rod purchases by using code SCALES20 at checkout. So whether you're fishing at depths 250 or a square bill, make sure you're using the best rod choice out there, Leviathan Rods. Probably 13... 13 till when I started to drive, we used to literally like go steal a cart from like Home Depot and just my buddies and I would pull all of our tackle in it and go from park to park to park throughout the day, you know, just walking because none of us had cars. We were all young and yeah, we just yeah. fish these little ponds all day long, you know. Pretty Man. great way to start as far as like to have four of these. At the time, they were phenomenal fisheries. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you get into that. What I mean, you're for anybody who doesn't know, like they can just fucking go on your page, and you're obviously very uh, accumulative or like acclimated to the to the saltwater fishing. How did you get into that? Like, was that when you could start to drive and start to? Well, drive that was the funny one because my my grandfather was big into the ocean fishing, and uh, I'd always I always enjoyed. I always thought it was cool because I grew up around bass fishing. My dad was um, a, a sponsored angler and had a bunch of like little radio shows and stuff going on, so he was very involved in the industry. And I always like, oh, bass fishing is cool, but like, let's go, you know, something different. You know, whenever we go on the lake, I always want to catch something else. Yeah. Um, and so I went, ended up going saltwater fishing on one of the local three quarter day boats when I was really, uh, my grandfather took us out and I had a blast. And ever since that, it was a long period where I stayed away from it just because I was in school and young and didn't drive. But once I started driving again, it was like a reawakening of, of like, oh, you know, going on a boat making your connections and starting to work on the boat, you know, like that's, that's kind of where all that came from. Yeah. I, I was all into it for the work, honestly. Yeah. Going back just because I have to ask 30 minutes in California, how far, how many miles is that? Like, like, um, was it like 20 miles? So I know it, I'll, I'll give you a better example. Okay. So where I was, where I was, where I, my parents live from the water is, it should be about 20 minutes. It should be. When the freeway is wide open, but the thing is, is there's no straight shot to it. Yeah. You right. have to go up. On and off and shit. You have to go up a freeway, down a freeway, up another freeway. You basically stair step to the ocean. Oh because if you try and make this nine mile drive in all reality, 
to the ocean straight down, it will take you two hours because of the traffic and the gridlock. Yeah, yeah. Getting down certain streets, you know, so you almost get on the freeway at a certain time of the day and you're 30 minutes. So the majority of the last couple of years, I spent driving back and forth in there for work at like two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. And I feel kind of spoiled because there was nobody on the road at that time. Yeah. But right. it's when you start realizing that, oh, people are waking up about five or so and you're on your way home. At, when you're on your way home, whenever well, I'm getting up at five and then you start to see how bad traffic gets, like how your five, you know, your 20 minute drive home now takes a half an hour at three o'clock in the morning because there's 400 people on the road trying to get home. Right, right. So it's one of those like, kind of things. Dude, and so I, I haven't, I'm not a fucking world traveler. I've been to a couple states and even like, so 30 minutes here, you're going 30 miles, like on the yeah, expressway. Yeah. Even, mm-hmm. like, but like fucking West Virginia, Virginia, 30, 30 minutes, you's going 12 miles. And like, yeah, yeah, that's so it, it's so it, crazy. It feels just like that. It's, it's, so it's kind of hard to explain. I feel like it takes, it's quick. That 30 minutes goes by faster here because I want to say that everybody is okay. Maybe this sounds bad. Maybe I drive too fast, but I don't You're know. I feel like, I feel like my concentration on the yeah. road at a higher speed with my truck. It's almost like, cause I, I mean, if obviously if I was finding myself in a dangerous situations, every time I'm on the road, I would obviously stop driving fast or driving right. like that, I guess you could say. Yeah. But yeah. I just feel like there's no, there's no, like everyone is so hesitant that it takes, God, how do I explain this? It, it's a faster 30 minutes for some reason. I don't know no, why. I, a Cali- a California 30 minute is much different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because like, dude, up here you can drive and you can. You can collectively pay attention for seven minutes of your drive of a, out of a 30 minute drive. And it feels like you're fucking there so quick because like, yeah, no, it really, I, I've been on the phone and just forget I'm on the road. I'm like, Oh, I'm all, I'm home all of a sudden. Like I, yeah, I thought exactly. it was 40 minutes away, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so you, I mean, you turned 16. Is that when assuming you were fish or your first job was on a boat or your job out on the coast? No, so I actually, I started at a tackle shop that was now a huge tackle shop. But when I was there, we were a little bitty hole in the wall, bigger from what it was before, but a tackle shop called Fisherman's Access, which uh, I worked there for about five years. And um, that was my introduction. Actually, that was my whole introduction to like truly like sport fishing on the ocean and like like uh, more or less being around like um how do you explain it like like um like the make, meeting all the like making all my connections that i would have now like all my friends and stuff were all basically through that first tackle shop i worked at okay yeah i mean was it i mean i got to imagine it was majority all salt gear and stuff there no actually a pretty big combination of both our, our obviously our big money guys were saltwater guys but um yeah. we kind of they did a very good job mm-hmm. of having a good mixture of both. Cause when I got into that shop, I, like I said, I had known the guys from when I was really young from my dad going in and out of there. So I already kind of knew everybody. So it was kind of was like, Oh, my first job was fantastic. I couldn't have been any better, you know? Yeah. But yeah. at that time I was, and this was, yeah, man, I was still, yeah, probably 16, 17. I was really big into the swim bait stuff at that point. So I was like, you know, on su all the time i bought it i had some low down rods bill you know probably i will go to the grave saying that the best swim bait rod ever fishes low down custom either way no matter what i'm fishing right now i'll tell you that that that's one of the best rods ever made i don't know but anyways that's just my personal opinion i know i know you guys got your own on that one but um that kind of stuff um that's how i kind of met all my connections was all through that tackle shop 
And because I was so big into the swim bait thing, they kind of let me bring in what I wanted to bring in or like, like, That's Oh, let's pick up this color of this bait or let's get this yeah. size of this bait or, you know, um, it's just at a young age, which was so cool being a kid being like, Oh my God, I can make this big decision of what size or what color bait we can bring in. That's so sick. You know? Dude, that's fucking sweet. Would I mean, like, would guys come in and you're doing something, and a guy comes in and starts talking about swim baits? They're like, oh, dude, the guy you need to talk to is over here. Like, he'll, yeah, he'll it was like that. You. It was awesome. Uh, at the time, you know, when you're young like that, that type of exposure is so cool. And then being on Instagram, I, I had huge ties with the Bass Brigade guys. I was good, great friends. I still am great friends with Lloyd. I just don't talk to everybody as much. And uh, I would hang out with those guys in like the repos or like. For example, Bass Brigade would do their little Christmas giveaways for the whole Christmas month. You'd be posting stuff like that. So along with like just having an Instagram at that age, I was building so much more as far as like connections and like, you know, um, different companies like Demiki, uh, really Demiki, um, the uh, U.S. distributor for Demiki is a very, very good close friend of mine who uh, I worked for a little bit here and there. That's another person I met through that. Damn, dude. Really cool. You fucking, yeah, you grew up and I mean, you met fucking far and far. I mean, you met everybody. I got so, I was so fortunate. But in all honesty, at that point, it's so funny to say at that point, because it definitely changed a lot. But it, uh, it was so fortunate to be able to get in the situation where I would be able to connect with some of these dudes. who you wouldn't regularly assume that, you know, a 16 year old kid would be able to connect with because it, right. it's it, talking to somebody definitely takes a mindset you know talking to somebody especially about fishing think about it now at your age how often someone random person comes and talks to you about fishing how it's like oh yeah 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 you know but when you when you get somebody who hits you with that information right off the bat and you're like oh okay so you would understand if i said this to you kind of thing you know yeah yeah they're like that's what i enjoyed the most about it at that age being able to connect with those guys and learning so much from it from it yeah so what'd you say you worked there for five years so yeah 20 ish probably 2021 Mm -hmm. About 20, uh, yeah, about 20. And then I was kind of, I, I kind of jumped full head into the sport boat thing. So I, I started working on a couple uh, overnight boats and filling in on, with some buddies on three quarter day boats and stuff like that, which was, I loved it. I love being a pinhead and, and being a deckhand sometimes. I loved it. It was awesome. So at that point in time, were you still dry, doing that 30 minute drive out there? Yeah, but that was more or less on the weekends. Um, okay. I, and this is also like, I was going to school at this time too, and staying shit. on campus. So I would like work a couple days during the week after school, and then on my weekends I go I go work on the boat. Not, I mean, it wasn't like every single weekend, but it would be like every time I felt or had the opportunity to go do it or had the money to drive down there, I'd go down there. You know, and then like I said, when I started to work on the boat, it was awesome because it was you know I didn't pay to go do that. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Damn, dude. So I mean, you're out there was the swim bait stuff pretty much put on pause when you were on these sports boats and stuff? No, I was dude. When I tell you I was fishing more than the average person, I'm telling you, I have a lot of respect for guys that fish and fish a lot because when I was growing up at that time, I was every chance I got after work, before work, lunch break, whatever. It was fish, 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 fish. I would, my dad had a bass boat at the time. And when he let me have, when he let me start taking that out by myself, it was game over. I would be out three or four. I, no money for anything else, just went into fishing. And cause I was so like, I just, cause I was catching fish, you know, I had the connections. It was, it was awesome, you know? And and it also was one of the, at the time where it hadn't gotten to the point where it was 
huge and flashy yet. So it was still like you could go to a you can go to a lake and still have the, your little milk runner spots to fish by yourself. You know, on those days where you know you catch a big one. So yeah. that's why it was just so awesome being able to like I am literally doing. You know, there's nobody else in the lake today. It's blowing 30 miles an hour. Like I have a shot to catch a big fish today, and it, it was in that time it was it was so awesome to be able to do that like three or four times a week. You know, now I'm kind of kicking myself in the ass. I didn't save the money I should have, but you know, that's the yeah, way it dude. goes. Just to yeah. be able, just to have that opportunity to do that at that age was so awesome. Yeah, fuck. You can always make money, but you can't. You can't fucking do what no. you did. Yeah, and I'm so happy I did because those lakes that I fished hard are so fucking blown out now. It is like. It is, it is, it is a party and everyone's got the same fucking bait. Everyone's doing the same fucking thing. And, you know, it's just, I, I, sometimes I, I honestly, if there's one thing that I think about the most is just how awesome it was to not have to fight over a point, you know, on a day that now, it, you know, that maybe your average Joe wasn't there, but now you go on a day like that and those guys are there now, you know, because they, well, saying we were posting on Instagram is what it was. Yeah, being stoked and posting it, I kicked myself in the face so many times for some of those fish that went up. That was like, oh, that was why this happened. This was definitely why this happened. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, at what point? How long were you on those sports boats before you you got this? I mean, just touching on it because I'm not even sure that you were like, oh, I want to move to Maryland. Like, I want to. Oh, that's this. So, um, that's a funny one. So I was always convinced I was gonna. get my license, my captain's license out there and run boats. And cause I got really big into the commercial fishing, which was, I thought the, to me in my mind still is the ultimate you want to, you want to call yourself somebody's into fishing, do it, do it for a living. Yeah. Like do oh, it to where right. like you have to catch fish to make money kind of thing. Yeah. You to know? fucking have a house, you know, or, 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 or your, 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 um, you know, if you want to make more money, you, you know, you need to do this and this more type of thing, especially mm-hmm. wh- and have it be fishing, not, not, Oh, I, you know, it rained out today or, Oh, this happened. No, no. Like we got to go. We got to go today. It's raining. We got to go, you know, or it's shitty yeah. weather. We got to go. We got to make the best of it. Oh, that, we fucking woke that up. Is, we got to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, there was a lot of days. There's been a lot of days like that. That was the last two or three years was very much. That was all I was doing was commercial fishing. Damn. So commercial fishing is you go out there, you catch fucking whatever you, obviously you're trying to catch a shit ton and you come back to, port and you sell it is that is that yeah so basically now the big thing that was a lot different than what you know you think of you know taking it back to sell fish in a big giant you know super saner style type deal we were uh longline fishing on a 32 foot um anderson's commercial boat custom okay. built boat and all and it was like it was um black cod and we were selling them as like a local market this this market that had been around for a very long time in newport called the dory market um a good, really good friend of mine um, ran it with his dad because his dad was an old school dory fisherman. And what the dory, the dory boats I'm talking about are literally like, like it's literally a, it's like a wooden rowboat essentially with an outboard in the back. And these guys used to go out and do this, no radar, no anything, you know, just go out there and blind, blind and do it. And so his dad, his dad taught him all that stuff. So now they got the big boat. And so I started working with them about two years ago. And yeah, like I said, being able to catch something and bring it back and sell it to the community is pretty cool. And then doing it on a level that's like, you're not like a super saner. So it's like, it's more personalized. Like, you know, instead of selling tons of fish at a time, you're selling a couple hundred pounds to like a restaurant, you know? Like you are, you are the delivery truck, essentially. 
damn, dude. <clears throat> so like we would, like, with the first guy, my, my first really great friend that I was doing it with, we had, um, we actually, well, he started an actual fish company, a short, a, a little fish company where we would do farmers markets, and I would deck in for him, and we would literally, it would be like, all right, you got in the boat at midnight, we went out and fished all day, that ought to get back by two a.m. You know, the following day, maybe. And then, all right, we got to make a delivery up to Los Angeles at nine. So sleep in the truck for an hour. Let's go. We got to load both the trucks up kind of thing. Um, that's that was, that was fun. That, that, that was to me was that to me. And I still firmly believe is the ultimate you, you want to, you call yourself like into fishing and you got to do it for a living. Yeah. Like literally fucking eat, sleep and breathe. Fucking. Yeah. That's exactly what it was for. You know, like I said, if, if, I expect to get back to that life out here at some point. It's just making the connections is hard because you, I, I had in California, if, if to me, if I felt like I needed to work or wasn't working enough, there was somebody I could call who would, you know, I could jump on a boat with, or I could do this and this, this and that with, or I could go run, you know, I, I did some trips working with uh, uh light boats fishing for squid, you know? So the opportunities were like, are, are, are to me were endless at the time. So now it's like kind of just, I want to get back into it out here, but it's just trying to make those, those connections still. Holy shit, dude. You were fucking all over the place. I mean, you, the only place you were constantly was the fucking ocean by the sounds. Yeah, I'm, I'm also scatterbrained beyond belief. And that's just because it's, it's a brain. I haven't done, thought about a lot of this stuff in a long time. So it's like every little like, Oh, this, Oh, that, Oh, this, no, you know, you're good. Dude, that's fucking crazy. Okay. So what, I mean, you're fucking living it up out there doing, doing like what it takes to fucking and, live out there and fish. And then at the end of the day, now keep in mind, I was living at my parents' house. So, okay, you know, yeah. not paying rent, even though having the bills I had, to, I had to pay, I was fortunate to have parents that were able to do that so that I could spend all that time fishing. But, you know, I got to the point as well where it was like, you know, I need to be working, working, working. And that's why I was like, all right, why not fishing? Why not like really being serious about this? And, you know, and that's where that went. And yeah, all so, the time, while this is all going on, I was still finding time to go and hang out with my friends and go fish regular stuff all the time. Dude, that is so fucking sick. So, I mean, you're living it up out there. At what point in time or what made it click in your head? Like, huh, I wonder what the East Coast has to offer. Like, I should go with different coast out there. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad we're in the same boat because that's why I moved down south. Yeah, and, and it has been nothing. It's, it's, I'll tell you what, to all you, uh, all you younger guys out there, man, there is a point where you, uh, I told people all the time, I'll never, you know, fish or die, fuck it, you know. But now it's like, it's nice to be able to think, I have someone to talk to today. I really don't have to go fishing. Or even better, I have someone to talk to today that's not going to fucking talk my ear out about fishing. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. even better, too. Dude, you like really my, want to know. dude, my girlfriend. Oh, there's, 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 she knows things about other stuff. Like, wow. You know? <laughs> yeah, like my girlfriend is like when I go and hang out with her, it's like fucking dead time. Like I don't have to worry about the podcast. I don't have to worry about who I'm gonna record with. Like, yeah, you know, like, you know what it is. It brings you back to the real world situation. Yeah, yeah, dude, exactly. You know? Like I can talk to her and like I'll talk. I'll like I'll just bring something up. Like I'll she'll be driving and I'll be scrolling on Facebook and I see something and I show her to I show it to her Instagram and I go on a tangent and she just fucking looks at me and she's like, "What are you talking about?" Oh yeah, oh yeah. And it's I like, got oh, that yeah, many times. Well, I'll tell you what though, she definitely is a trooper when it comes to it. We she she will bushwhack through the bushes to find a spot the same way I will. So hell yeah, dude. I got lucky so, on that one. How, how long have you been out in uh, on the East Coast? Been here for five months. 
Okay, because I, I knew beforehand, like, you you would always go out I there. I also have completely changed the way I do a lot of stuff. I used to post on Instagram all the time. But I've gone through, <laughs> like, three different Instagrams basically trying to, like, go phantom and then pop back and then go phantom again. And then it's, like, to where I'm, like, eh, I don't need to really post anything right now. You know, like, that kind of, that's where I'm at right now. It's kind of like, you know, I've got a lot of fish since I've been here. But it's, like, eh, I'm just going to see how it plays out, you know? Yeah. Dude, for the longest time, like when when you'd be out there and you'd fish with Vic, when you'd go out there, I'm assuming just like on weekends or whatever, yeah. for a couple weeks at a time. Uh, I, dude, I had it in my head for the last two years. Like, oh, Seth. But I was lives- out there? Yeah, I was like, and then one, like, I think it was at the second gathering. I'm like, what's Seth doing? And Vic fucking looks at me. He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I like, think dude. I remember hearing about this because he's like, you know when people think you're already out here? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I'm like he he fucking lives out here like you guys fish together he's like, he's like dude no. he fucking lives in california <laughs> I'm like dude the only time i ever see him is when you and you two are fishing or he posts fish and it's like hashtag maryland like what the fuck do you mean he lives in california well, you know what like you said you got to consider also when uh, the last couple months in california when i was like hardcore fishing the harbors and stuff like that and fishing bass i didn't post anything i just i was like i'm more or less to any to any frustration not not frustration but I wanted to make a, a go fuck yourself, I'm out of here kind of thing without even posting anything. I just disappear. I want yeah, to disappear. Right. I was just so over the way things were going as far as the fishing industry and, and that type of thing. Dude, that was, yeah, but, was I mean, so it doesn't even matter at that point, though, because at the end of the day, I was still, at that point, I was still fishing for a living. So that other side of like watching the internet take fishing and tyrannically just destroy it, I didn't really care at that point. I really don't care now anymore. In fact... I'm looking for a chance to take advantage of it again, you know? Yeah. And then, like, I was talking to Phil and, uh, dude, this was, like, a couple months ago, like, two months ago. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, Seth lives here now. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, he lives in California. And he's like, no, he moved down here. here. I drove. You know, I I drove the whole way. Dude, that's, what is that? My dad and I, I it was 15 hours, two days in a row. Well, no shit, two days in a row. But, yeah, 15 hours a day for two days. Damn. That dude, that's literally fucking coast to coast. Yeah, yeah, and it was it, it was it felt exactly like you said, coast to coast. It was a long fucking drive, dude. You probably saw absolutely fucking nothing on that drive. I've like, seen some of the most turned around, back batshit little fucking towns, and I I've seen some shit. <laughs> oh, I believe it. I'll tell you what, man. They all know how to drive, and once we got <laughs> into the DMV, holy shit. That's fucking hilarious. So there's like, no did, such thing as red lights out here. <laughs> like obviously you had known like the fishing out there. So did you just fucking throw all your, you know, freshwater quote unquote conventional stuff in your fucking vehicle? And you're like, okay, all my clothes fucking, we got shit, shit paper. We got fucking paper towel, paper plates. I'm ready to fucking move out there. Let's make the drive. No, this was like literally throw all the clothes and stuff that I had. I, cause honest, the majority of my stuff I had in all fishing tackle. So it was take the reels off the rods, put them, stow them away, put them in the back of the truck, whatever. And clothing and all that and just send it. Damn dude. So like, yeah. did, did, did your parents know that this was like happening? Oh yeah. Happen? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was, it was in the making for a while. It was See, in the making for a while. When I moved, I came home. I'm like, Hey guys, uh, I, because I would come down on my days off down here to see my girlfriend, like super random days. Uh, funny enough for anybody who doesn't know, I was a corrections officer. And so like I had a super fucking terrible schedule. And so like uh, I'd come down on my two or three days off and I'd see my girlfriend and I got home one night and my parents like, why the fuck are you so quiet? And I'm like, oh, uh, I signed oh, the lease uh, today. Um, oh. <laughs> I just spent my two weeks at work. 
Uh, two Fridays from now, I'm going to bring a U-Haul home and you guys are going to help me load up my shit. Taylor's going to help me load up my stuff. And I'm moving to Grand Rapids. And they're like, no, you're fucking kidding. I'm like, no, I showed him the fucking email confirmation. They're like, oh, okay, that's cool, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's basically. No, no I, we, we had it coming for a while. It was, it, was, it was a term for a while. It was more or less like when it happens, like, oh, all right, well, here we go kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, I mean you kind of had an idea of what Maryland fishing was like. Oh yeah. Where... I, I knew that it was going to be, I, I knew as far as the fishing point of it, I knew it was going to be, you know, y- your, your best bet for anything exciting and, and to do what you want to do as far as trophy fishing, at least is going to happen in the spring and the fall. And the rest of the time is going to be tough shit. It's either going to be too cold or hot as shit. Yeah. So, you know, was, that, was that, that was that, like... my first, oh, go ahead. Was that like a stark change from Cali? Like, could you go out and catch bass yeah. know, all year yeah. round type shit? Because, well, one, having the boat was a big thing. Yeah, right. Um, because I had all these big water lakes to work on or to fish on. It's full on work on, too. Um, as far as, you know, um, good biting bodies of water, too, in these, off, in these quote-unquote off-season type things you'd have out here situations. But... um I like, to, I like being able to go to the saltwater and, and do the saltwater bass thing on those times where it would be shitty to, to bass fish. Because you could get it to where it would be just not... The, your, your spots you had with milk runs were either good a certain time or not, in my opinion. So I would just go fish saltwater bass because there were places we could go on any given tide, any given time of the year, and catch a giant spotty or a giant calico. You know? Yeah, I mean those. So, fish... so the allure of big fish was always around. Like there was right, always yeah. a chance to catch a big something. You know, was I mean at this point in time fishing for big fish? Were you fishing swim baits majority of the time, or was it just yeah. like, yeah? I've always, I've always had, um, I've always thought that a football jig and a big giant worm is a big fish bait as well. So that's something I've always like at least kept in the arsenal, like on the boat when I've been out. Besides, like, four, you know, however many swim bait rods you got to take. And then I always bring one big football jig or one big giant worm. I think that's a good, pretty important bait to have for that type of fishing. Any time of the year, too. For sure. When, I mean, when you were out there, how much has your style, what was your style of swim bait fishing out in California, I guess, to start off? I love the big soft bait. I love the big, the bigger the soft bait. I just, a 12-inch soft bait was my favorite way to go. So nine to twelve inch soft bait. That 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 trophy bass bait. Oh, so the trophy bass baits. Are you familiar with those at all? Uh, no, but let me fucking go on Instagram real quick. I so might. it's been transferred names, whoever's own, lot of yada, so many times. My dad was running the fucking Instagram page. One of my buddies was running the Instagram page. I was doing that stuff for a little bit. But a good friend of mine designed, helped. Actually, I'm gonna say I did because I did. We did both did a lot of work together and trying to get this bait to work right. And we kind of put our heads together and wanted something that was bigger than a Huddleston, mm-hmm. but not exactly like a Batesmith. So, but a nine-inch trout bait, and that that style bait became my favorite. As far as my go-to thing was a big soft bait like that. Dude, I found this page a couple months ago, and I don't know where I fucking stumbled onto it. But I'm like, huh, those look cool, and then I just fucking completely forgot. But going back to it, I know what this page is. I've seen it before. The, Which one? The, uh, the trophy bass swim baits. Yeah. So uh, his actual page is hardcore custom swim baits. Okay. Hold on. Hardcore. But like, it's 
I'm really not even sure who you go through to get it <laughs> now, to be honest with you. Damn. But so like, um, I'll tell you what, for uh, for a guy who's done nothing but building baits, or as I've known him, as long as I've known him, has built baits, he is, he can do anything. He, he can do anything you want done, he can do. And he does it. Any you want a bait to do anything, he'll do it, and it does it. Yeah. A soft bait, hard bait, whatever, top water bait. You want to do something, it'll do it. The funny part about that big soft bait is, is you know, general idea with that is a big slow moving trout. You know, yeah. My yeah. favorite way to fish that was fast as fuck, as fast as you could turn that handle. And a lot of the fish I caught on that on that was with that fast style of fishing with that bait. No shit. So I guess I guess it would be more of if you're asking me style wise, I like to cover a lot of water. I don't I don't do a lot of I at that time too, I didn't do a lot of like sit and wait for the fish to come to the spot. It was like run through, okay, nothing, go to the next one. What was no, uh, what no was the year? Stuff. Like what years were these around? Oh let's uh, see. I think the last good day of throwing that shit was probably twenty Probably two, uh, probably 2020 was the last, like, okay, like the last, like, really focusing on which when the trout stock was, following that, and, and you know, checking to see what was there, what was the lake, or where you were, what you were going to do. That I can really remember really starting to kind of go back to other stuff about 2020. So, do you think, like, <clears throat> uh, so like 20, 20, 2015 to like 2020 was pretty hardcore on that? Do you think that was right around the time? Like, I mean, that was right around COVID time. I mean, like, yeah, people, people when, you know what? That's, that's, you know what? When COVID, when COVID happened, exactly. Cause everyone started showing up in the water. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, like, now that I think about it, now that I really think about it, the last day that I had, I caught a really nice fish on a swim bay at the lake that I fished religiously was the first day of the, Lockdown. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who I'm going to offend with this. But it was the first day of the actual BLM and the COVID rioting in Long Beach because I was living in Long Beach at the time. Oh, shit. I yeah. Because I remember getting the call. Like, hey, we should probably, because I was living with my buddy I was working with at the time. Probably pack um, up and go. <laughs> and so he was like, yeah, we should probably go drop the boat off at your parents and go home. Like, shit's getting real. I'm like, oh, okay. I remember catching a good one that day. And that was the last time I think I ever went out really strategically just throwing a swim bait for big fish. Dude, I, I remember that time vividly, and it I mean, that was, like, right to the beginning. People were shutting the freeways down and getting yeah. in the way of shit, and, and, and um, I remember, dude, yeah, I remember literally we were driving back home that day just watching this shit before it happened, being like, okay, one stop, we gotta get home, one stop, we gotta get home, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, like, the COVID, around that time, like, it was, like, there was nothing for these people to do. So like, fuck it, I'm going to take up fishing. And then, yeah. So they, they do that. And you got, you know, everybody and their mother out there who either accumulated all this fishing gear and now has all this time to go and use it, uh, I guess. And then you got people that just are looking for something to do. Yeah. Yeah, you know? exactly. So new boats, new rods and reels, more people on the, on, on the spot or more people with the Instagram live rolling every day up on the spot yeah. and yeah more video guys and you know granted, and, all things that we all are like oh you know sick video sick that and that you know but in the back of your mind it's like okay so that's done or that's done or you're never gonna hear about yeah. this again you know and, which uh, 
that was that was around the time when all these companies started to come out with shit. Yeah, yeah. And then like yeah. on top on top of swim baits, you go on YouTube and type in swim baits. What's the first fucking thing that's gonna pop up is Mike Gilbert seventeen, and then you got like Butch mm -hmm. Brown videos and shit, and they're like, oh, I live in California. Oh my gosh, I live right next that's to this red possible. water. Yeah, yeah. I can buy, I can go buy this bait at this tackle shop. I'm gonna go do that, and then and that's I mean, also where I kind of got to the point. And this is like I said, who gives a fuck what my if you really but what I did because it's you know I at that point I just gave so little of a shit of what I was putting out and even because honestly I, I I was really focused on how on on social media I was very I loved it I thought it was great I thought as far as getting your name out there was awesome but like when I really it's funny as fuck when I really started to catch fish though. When I really started to feel like I was getting things figured out to where I could go to a certain like every 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 time I go and catch one, you know, I could do yeah. that every time that I started was like, OK, now that I, I don't really want to talk to everybody about this anymore. I don't really want to exactly. say anything because, you know, lo and behold, on stock day or the day after stock day, when I strategically am there on the shittiest day of the week, weather wise for a reason, there's like five or six boats there. You know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a pioneer. Don't get, don't, don't take me like I'm, I'm, I'm not a pioneer in this, but, but I definitely poet. was, I would definitely was going to the lake on specific days that I could definitely, and the time and, and keep in mind also the lake I was fishing was treacherous to get to for the first three years of me really fishing it hard was treacherous to get through. It was why it, I'm not, you know what? I'm not going to get too deep. Well, enough. Fuck it. It's already kind of, you, you'll, whoever knows will figure it out by now, but it was really treacherous to get to. And I would go up there, like I said, three or four times a week, you know, and try and make sure that at least one of those days that I fished hard, hard was the worst day of the week weather-wise because those fish would bite every single fucking time. They would be on the exact same spot sitting the exact same way every time. Like, like, like I said, like the backtrack, like I said, I'm not saying I pioneered or anything, but I definitely was going there on days that there was nobody there for a reason. Yeah. You know? and, and then and I did come and notice that, oh, shit, like, you know, maybe not not knowing from me, but so and so accidentally showed up here, and accidentally found out how stupid easy these things are to get to bite. Right. Yeah. And he's got a GoPro on. You know, so it's like ah, you know. And then you realize, well, whatever. You know, can't do yeah. anything about it. And, and now I think about it being, well, I, I made a lot of think about shit that I could not do anything about. You know. Yeah. Or and it was you know, just, there was just nothing to do, and yeah. like. This yeah, niche nothing you could do watching it happen. Yeah. Yeah. This niche thing got infiltrated. Because Diamond Valley Lake, the place that I, Diamond Valley Lake, the, the big, the, the place that I've seen some of the biggest largemouth I've ever seen with my own eyes. Huh. That I would almost consider it, my buddies and I would almost consider it a treat when we would be, when I, because it was, it was me, because I had the boat. You know, I had the yeah. boat and the group of friends. It was almost a treat. Let's go to Diamond today. Because, right, yeah. You know, there was whenever there was a trout stock, they put ungodly sized trout in there. So we go fuck around with those things all day, and then go back towards the evening or early morning when our our window for a big, fit, big largemouth striper was going to be. And towards the end of all that, it was like, nah, fuck it, it's not even worth going bringing a swim bait rod because there's 37 other guys that are. Oh, keep in mind also standing on the launch ramp now, fishing for the same, you know, doing the same shit. So now, classic, and and it's it's. And I get the mental block with it a lot. I got a huge mental block with it as to the point where it's like, well, I don't want to go because somebody's going to throw the same shit over my, over the same exact hump spot that I want. I almost said my because fuck, it's a fucking lake. No one's your own. But someone's going to accidentally run their bait over that exact same spot that I know there's a big fish on, you know? So it's like, what's the point of throwing the same bait at the, same, at the fish seven or eight different times, you know? 
Yeah, so. exactly. And yeah, there's just nothing to do. So people fucking got into fishing. And yeah, I mean, did did you fish much after that? Like, were you as hardcore with the freshwater swim bait stuff? No, I, I kind of I would still pick it up and I would still take it with me. But I was more or less just going to catch limits at that point. I just wanted to go and and catch fish because at that time too I was working a lot more on the boat so it was like you'd almost kind of take for those days where you kind of just take what you get right so you'd be oh, like exactly. fuck I have a day off I want to go fishing but I want to go and beat my brains in for six hours fighting jet skis off on this one little spot or do I want to go throw a worm and catch 40 fish you know yeah for sure and, or, and also it'd be like I have my buddies with me we want to go have a good time to, or we're going to go throw swim baits and hit ourselves or we're going to go catch you know an easy, an easy, an easy limit real quick, you know? Yeah. No brainer. So, yeah. And at that point too, I was kind of transitioning back to being really hyper-focused on the saltwater bass. My buddies, my other buddies and I were doing the big calico thing. We had caught some pretty big ones and, and had some patterns going and some big, big, big spotties in the harbor. That was one of our favorite things to do also. So I would kind of more or less at that time, I would say I kind of, kind of slowly headed towards the saltwater bass and, and, and in in an effort to try and save that i still want to catch the biggest i can possibly catch you know right those calicos and stuff were you did you ever experiment with like uh bigger like your soft baits and stuff or was you know it- what i threw the big swim baits for them a couple times uh personally i think it's a way it's i know a lot of people that do it and a lot of people that are good at it but to me i was like why am i gonna throw my 200 dollars swim bait at a maybe chance of catching an eight or nine pound fish when I could catch the same fish after catching 28 four pounders on a weedless bait or a little seven inch weedless bait, you know, and and don't get me wrong. Like it's cool. But like after the channel, after you get, do it a couple times to me, I was like, okay, I'd rather just, you know, I'm not, I'm doing this for fun, you know? Right. For sure. We Uh, did fish some tournaments though. I will say my buddy and I see for, he did fish some Calico tournaments that we did pretty good, not expecting to, but because we would, we, that's another thing too, is, is, is we would fish that shit. We fished a Long Beach break ball like every Friday night for like months on end, regardless of the weather, regardless of how cold it was in the winter. We would fish it every single night, you know. And this is all like two and three year stretches, not like oh, I've been doing it for forty years. No, no, no. But we spent enough time out there to be able to to be able to say, you want to catch a certain fish of this size, we will take you to do this at this exact time, and you will catch that fish. Yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, that's okay. what, that's where we kind of were at, in in my opinion. So throwing this wrench at you, how, I mean, you moved to Maryland, like that's obviously not fucking home to you at all. No. I mean, like when you get out there, open spaces, though. yeah, when you get out there, are you just like, what the, f- how the fuck am I going to fish? Like I need to find water. No, I cause I knew there was, I knew bass fishing was around the country and I'm, I will forever to the day I die. I'm a bass addict. There's nothing, no way around it. So I knew there was still bass fishing, and I knew the Potomac River was a big was a big factor. I knew that, obviously, thankfully, Vic was out here already. So I kind of had a I got a really lucky jump on a lot of the people who would have to start from. I so I guess I was going to start from completely square one. I definitely got some some hit some hit hits and and tricks here and there, but um, it, it was kind of daunting to show up right off the bat and not have a park like two feet from your house that actually had fish in it. You know? Yeah, for sure. I mean. I, I mean, you, you, you were catching bass the other day, weren't you underneath like a bridge or something over? Yeah. 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 That's the other thing I, I, Vic 
you know, kind of threw that out there as an option that was close to home. And I'm like, all right, sure enough, the biggest fish I've seen so far in Virginia have been here on this. I want to say, I want to say, I, I know where that is, but you probably, you probably have, it's, it's a community fishing hole, but like <laughs> I said, I, I guess saw some fish in there early in the fall this year that were like, okay, it's not a 10 pounder, but it's fucking bigger than two pounds. Yeah, like, exactly. It's like six or seven. That'll work. You know? So I caught a just... fish that was pretty close to six. I think that was the biggest one I've caught so far out here. Damn, we we had just talked about how like fishing just got like to be a poser thing almost during COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you obviously weren't in Maryland for like the fucking pre-COVID bite, but have though do those fish like react to swim baits like it's virgin waters? Man, or- the first time I came in through Vic's bluegill glide at one of the spots, I think I probably had like eight or nine on it. I was like, what the hell? These things eat this. Like these things actually act like normal bass that have not been molested by a 250 for their whole life, you know, that were not literally born on the bed with a swim bait, you know? Yeah. They, 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 um, they react the way that you read about bass reacting, you know, like being up on ledges, you know, how they come up off the bottom or off of like suspended structure, you know, you can get them to come into top water, like 40 feet of water and, and that kind of stuff. And you could go there and do that the entire early fall was so much fun. You know, late summer, early fall for me was a blast. So that's that's how fishing has been at home because I was literally the first motherfucker to ever have a swim bait. Probably one of the first couple of Michigan. That's so funny. I I talk to Vic a lot. I'm like, you realize you're kind of like pioneering this shit out here, and you're catching big fish. You know, it's like you're catching you're 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 catching the maximum of you of what you can catch, and it's so mind blowing to people because it's like. You mean to tell me they get bigger? Like, yeah, dude, like this is, you know, un- unfortunately, this is what happens when you throw a bigger bait, you know, that there's fish big enough to eat it here. And now you know that and you're going to go fucking buy yeah, one. Exactly. Now you're going to go to Walmart and buy a cast egg and you're going to be back here tomorrow and probably put these fish on a stringer. So, dude, you know, w- bye. When I first time I ever got the hater, dude, I caught so many fucking fish up at home on the hater, dude, so many fucking fish. And then I got the taxi trout. Oh my gosh, dude, I fucking caught way more fish on the taxi trout. And to hear you talk about California and then to hear you say fucking Virginia is like the fucking holy garden. That is why I am so so crazy. It's so hard to sit here and not have a good trout plant fishery. You know, and I know I get a lot of heat for that saying that because you have your big ass gizzard shad and shit, but something about a trout fed bass fishery is oh it is just let me tell you for for those of you who don't know or when you throw a 12 inch glide bait and you're getting you're you're having you're chasing fish away from it that you don't want to bite and because everything's interested in it it's it'll it'll make you appreciate having 12 inch candy bar trout in your lake year round or, 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 or for a few months out of the year i should say because golly yeah. something about it i don't know i don't know personally i just i love that trout fed fishery so it's kind of hard to be like I mean, it's a big bait fish, but uh, in my opinion, it has a lot different mannerisms than a trout. So, 100%. being able to, being able to mimic that in a I just kind of shitty way to say it, but in a fun way or a way that I think produces has been kind of a struggle for me, you know, because the low and slow, you know, the low and slow um, presentation with a big soft bait has has is kind of the way to go out here. So when I'm fishing fast and trying to make, make them bite, it's that's the kind of shortcomings. At least coming into this winter weather, 
fishing is what I'm finding out right now. It's like it's you actually do have to break down and fish a little slower than normal. And and this, like I said, this is what I'm noticing personally. Oh, because like I said, this morning I went out and said, "Fuck it, I'm not throwing a swim bait. I'm going to the same place I've caught swim bait fish, but I'm fishing a shaky head worm." And they were all over it. You know, so fucking sick. (laughs) So it's like, okay, then I am in the right mindset, and this is not the place right now to catch a monster, kind of a thing. Yeah. And it's funny that you talk about not getting trout stockings because, dude, like, uh, I, f- I, w- I drove 45 minutes this spring to a lake that uh, supposedly on the fucking Michigan DNR website has trout stockings. Mm-hmm. And the lake was like fucking seven inches deep. Yes. Like, what Completely the fuck? Empty. And there's no fish in it. And I'm like, what the fuck? And there's, I have one other lake that gets a trout stocking and I need to talk to a DNR officer and figure out what it is. You know but what, other though, than that, I have to say, I, I think, I think being able to have that river smallmouth stuff that you have, oh that's gosh. gotta be. Now, Dude. is there trout with that too? Vic, Vic and Vic okay, so both. This, so up at home, um, yeah. up at home, I, I used to live on the river. It actually is a fucking huge. Like all it is is trout. That's all anybody ever goes for. Mm-hmm. It actually, it actually was the previous uh, world record brown trout waters. Like a guy caught like a fucking forty-three pound brown trout in there a handful of oh, years really? ago. And so, like, if you if you talk about steelhead fishing or s- salmon fishing or brown trout fishing there's like three rivers and this river I lived on was the fucking river to be at. Like, dude, the amount of fucking money that it makes this little, my little village, it's actually called a village. <laughs> little town. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the amount of money it makes is fucking ridiculous because everybody comes here to fish. And it wasn't until like my senior year of high school. And the, this guy I know was talking about floating it with, um, with spinner baits for Pike for big Pike. Yeah. And like, he'd catch, he'd catch forties and shit. And I only ever got to do it once, but I floated it with a shine glide. Dude, I caught, what was it, like nine walleye and a fuck ton of smallmouth. And this is a super, super big river. And to move down here, like I didn't have river smallmouth up there, like creek smallmouth, whatever you want to call it. And moving down here, like there's no trout in this water. Like it's too far upstream. There's too many dams in the way for these trout to get up here. But I always... I always knew this river had smallmouth, and then I started catching them on a tube and stuff. I'm like, huh, I'm, I like 168. That should, and then it just fucking has gone downhill from there. They're so fucking <laughs> stupid. Well, that's what's so funny as those smallies, man. That's the one kind of thing I've, I've not the one, but the thing that I've clung to all of a sudden is the smallmouth fishery out here. So there's a little area. There's, I'm actually not going to talk about it at all because it's very wide open and there's very big fish there and it's way too exposed to the public for anyone to know about it. But um, I accidentally stumbled upon a couple areas that were not known for, at least according to Vic, but have them and they're fucking huge. Right, yeah. Um, and that's kind of been... I haven't gone all the way up there because it's a mission. But um, when I when I feel like I really want to go after something, I've I've been trying to look towards that. And you know what else? Brown trout. Trout fishing low key has been one of my like. I, I love love brown trout fishing on a very. I, I never made a big deal about it, and I have some friends that are like world renowned, not even renowned, but just no. They're so underground you'll never hear of them. But they are probably some of the best brown brown trout fishermen in the country that I have been that have been fortunate enough to get very close with. And so I've always, ever since that, I've always been very like, I've always wanted to poke more and more and more into that type of fishing. Cause I like, I, I like fly fishing. I love fishing the streamers for them. And I love throwing the jerk baits for them too, that I've, you know, learned from a lot of these other guys. But I yeah. just think those things are just so fucking cool and they're big, man. Like giant brown trout are just so, not, not your big, 
I mean, a yeah, cool ass looking, you know, a twenty pound lake, you know, from Lake Erie. That's, oh, that's cool, that's but man, those big yeah. ass fucking like thirty inch brown trout in a creek, man. The colors on those things are just, you know, that's one thing from California that I kind of miss is is at least being within range of that. At least I haven't been able to figure out yet here where it is, but um, yeah. So growing up, like. I fucking had access to that shit all the time. I could ride my bike and I could hit up, you know, 12 different creek culverts and I could catch fucking a fucking more than a dozen, like 12 inch brook trout, you know, 15, 16 inch brown trout. And so I was spoiled in that that aspect in like, I'm really surprised guys don't throw swimmates for those more often. Dude, they do look up Ben Linnell. Dude, that guy lives in Wyoming and he fucking hates, he hates going out and catching trout on like on haters or on gancrafts and stuff like he f- dude oh my gosh he was catching like 18 19 inch brook trout a couple weeks ago on gancrafts golly dude it's fucking crazy so i've always thought that would be fucking pretty cool is to catch monster browns on the swim bait because uh without giving away too much information i have like i said some buddies that religiously fish just for trophy sized brown trout in California mm-hmm. and they catch them. You'll never see them. They don't post. They don't do that, but they catch fish that are like, you know, or, or numbers of fish that are just blowing your mind style shit. Like, like right. I, I fished with them one time up there. We did it. We, I was, he's so, my buddy got me so amped on this shit. I went out there and fished with them. 50 fish in an hour, 50 fit, not an hour. See 50 fish in like three hours of fishing all on the fucking Damn, fast reaction dates. I'm like, this is insane. He's like, this is horrible. We're not coming back here tomorrow. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, no, I'll come back. <laughs> yeah, and, and so um, ever since those experiences and like being fortunate enough, I actually went, got a chance to go to New Mexico and fly fish the San Juan River for him at one point. Um, and that was where I got really big and I got super stoked on the streamer fishing for him. But um, I'm going way off tangent. But ultimately, I think around that's the one thing I'm looking for around here, trying to figure out where I can go do that because I'm I love that type of fishing. Dude, I will say, um, wherever wherever this area fifty one for smallmouth is by you, the baby paperweight fishing that thing like a yeah. fucking bird bait. Oh my gosh! Any Dude, fish, any fish will lose its fucking mind. Funny part. Yeah, yeah. You know what's and, really funny about that bait? I don't know if you have you have snakehead there. Uh, we have dogfish. Okay, so that's the bowfin, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, so the snakehead that has been Vic's taught me to hate it. Nate taught me to like love it, and I my my own mind is like these things are kind of cool, but I hate touching dude, them. Dude, time up! Disgusting. Before you get started on this, um, I, I listen to a show, listen to two shows, whatever. Um, Dogfish is the imaginary mascot of the Scales and Tails podcast because <laughs> when I get when I get super drunk on these episodes, the conversation ends up at dogfish dogfish fishing because I have a spot that I can sight fish them and. It is the most fun fucking thing ever. This is probably the first time I was like 100% sober and I've talked about it on the show because it just is like a deep core memory that I don't yeah. really talk about unless I'm drunk. Dude, it is so much fucking fun. Phil came up for my birthday and he probably missed like 20 of them. And the one he finally hooked on the, I can't remember if it was the TK or like the burrito gill. Dude, it was it was such a fucking blast. And I wish we had Snakehead so bad. Not that I wish, oh. I wish we didn't, but it was like so much fucking yeah, fun. Yeah, okay. I will tell you what, they fuck they uh, I, I the whole debilitating destruction of the vast fishery from the snakehead, I haven't seen in person yet, but they are like fucking ants. 
They are everywhere. Everything with water has snake in them. Almost. And so Dude. one of the places near me has them. And I didn't find out till recently, but those uh those snakeheads prefer for specifically the ones that are large, very much like that small paperweight. Dude, Nolan Miner, I don't know if you know him. He he's a stick and he used to uh go to school at West Virginia, be on the bass team. He has a video on YouTube of him just fucking railing snakehead on the baby paperweight, like literally talking on the phone, casting. He's like, Oh, hold on. Gives it three twitches, boom, fucking snakehead. And it's Dude. such a sick video. And nobody, it's like so underground that nobody talks about it. I, I brought I, it up on Facebook, and the guy's like, I fucking love that video. I think that is the big. If you showed, oh, fuck, if you showed West Coast saltwater guys like your deckhands, your captains, or your fucking hardcore, like your adrenaline junkie dudes, snakehead fishing, fucking snakehead frog fishing in the summer. Gosh, you'd have a whole, but I, I could, it, it, this would be the place to be because holy shit, man, as, as annoying and disgusting they are, they are fucking fun when they slurp a fucking frog. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I, okay. So I was on the boat when Nate got his 14 on the spinning rod. Oh, geez. And, uh, it ate a pink fluke. And the reaction that when this man set the hook on this fish and he looks back at me and Vic and we're just like, Oh, I fucked up. Like, yeah, you did. That's a big fish. That's a real big fish. Dude, I've, Man, I I've think caught... I have the video. I'll send you the video of him like just getting cornhole at the side of the boat with this thing, oh and I was landing it, going just screaming when it got in the boat because it was so <laughs> big. We were just like, "Holy shit!" on this little dinky little spinning rod. Dude, that's so hilarious. Golly. I caught one. I caught one on like an ultralight BFS setup on a little one eightieth uh, net head jig. Okay, so sorry, real quick. What's the BFS thing everyone's into now? I'm starting to see this like these little skinny ass reels, little one yeah, pound. Dude, what, like... What's the deal with that? It's it's like it's ultralight fishing. Actually, like fun well, fact. Why, why buddy, do that when you can just throw a right? I mean, are you dude, telling I, me I, I no, it's so odd? My buddy, my buddy owns like a, a fairly very successful uh, BFS fishing brand, and he's like he lives right down the road from me. It's called Mule Fishing, and he makes little jig heads, and he makes his custom plastics and everything. And dude, uh, dude, for trout for crappie bluegill bass like huh. he dude i don't i don't know it's it's it looks super badass like especially if you're like in an urban area and you have like creeks and stuff and you just obviously want to catch fish but i don't know dude it's 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 cool for trout and it's cool for crappie uh, you know this is the thing the the i i saw that as a like i said i don't i've i've have a very good passive just absolutely dumping vomit and shit on how fresh how 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 I I made a time I've made a lot of fun of a lot of people, <laughs> so and a lot of styles of fishing, and I was just my and in a real like down to earth like professional sense I was like, what in the hell is any different than throwing a square bill and now you're just taking your square bill and made it half an inch like what yeah yeah <laughs> but I get I mean I guess the trout guys really like it I just I I've I've never really dwelled into it because my own I mean I get it's a new thing too to me because my only thought has always been. You show up trout fishing with a little spinning rod and two pound, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I just, I just don't know about it. I'm, I'm, I wasn't really sure what to think of it. It's, it's like, it's super new. I, there's a guy on the West coast that I know who's super fucking into it. And it's like, you would not guess that because this guy catch like used to catch like 10 and 12s and shit on two fifties. And you're like, what the mm -hmm. fuck? Like that's very, yeah. That's, that's another thing too. I think a lot of, uh, I, I do see a lot of that, but I see a lot of that more. So when I started to see that BFS stuff in California was when the swim bait guys who were spent all this money on the really nice tackle just were not 
catching fish anymore. And yeah. then all of a sudden they saw these little tiny little like BF like oh okay I, I get what's going on here. But I mean yeah. there's a, I was kind of in the back of my mind, you know there's an easier way to do this. <laughs> cheaper way to do this. But hey man, you did each his own. I see I know guys that catch fish on it. I was just curious what what the draw was to it. Yeah, it's like bait finesse style or it's it stands for something like that. And dude, my buddy has like he has almost like twenty five thousand subscribers oh, have, on YouTube yeah. and shit. Like it's fucking. Oh, I, I, there's a couple guys out around here that are big into it that I've seen. Dude, you know, even some of the little little ponds here that that um that uh, they're actually I should take back completely, but there is one little pond down the street that gets stocked with trout, but it only has trout in it and catfish. There's no bass. And I've seen there's, them there doing that stuff there, and I was very interested just to like what like what's the draw? But I guess trout guys, you know. There was a guy, he, he lives down in Texas and is, I think it's like Creek Fishing Adventures and he has like 150,000 subscribers on YouTube and he was fishing with my buddy and uh, I was at work and I told him about my spot right outside my complex and it was like a 45 minute drive. They get up here and I got out of work early so I came down here and fished and I had the baby paperweight and this Creek Fishing Adventures guy is like super big into ultralight fishing and he does some bass fishing in tournaments and stuff and like he sees this baby paperweight and he's like, and he's like that thing is huge. I'm like, dude not really like this is fucking pretty fucking small yeah. this is the smallest bait i have and i caught a pike and a couple smallmouth on it and just blew his mind and i'm like it's yeah i, I mean, gotta say man when it comes to like and like i say it's, it's hard to really like to say take anything i say with any grain of salt at this point in my fishing career quote unquote yeah but um when it comes to glide i've i've i can comfortably tell you that i've thrown a lot of different swim baits and a lot of different glide baits from the 250 before they were big, the, even having a clash before, you know, just being able to see it like firsthand. And I'll tell you, dude, those paperweights, I have not fished a better glide bait. I have not fished a better hard glide bait ever. I liked, and like I said, I was the 250. And like I said, who gives a shit what I have to say, right? I don't have, I don't have 25, double, I don't have, you know, thousands of double digit fish under my belt. But from somebody who looks at it from a standpoint of being like, I won't, abs- I will absolutely not touch this. I have taken the baits that I will confidently throw all the time, which is a 250, and I've sold them all. And I fish his glides now. That's it. If I mean, when, if it, when it comes your... to the hard bait, that that the his his glide, his paperweight, and that taxi trout and taxi shad are just they. To me, they just blow other stuff out of the, all the other shad profile baits out of the water. But that, like you said, to each its own. I just have had a lot of experience throwing that bait, and I very much like it more than I did like the 250. You know. Yeah. So say you went back to fucking 2016 and then you told yourself that you were going to like this, you know, fucking podunk town. If I had builder. his stuff when I was fishing the lake, I was fishing hard. I don't think I would have been throwing soft bait. Do you do? Would you have believed yourself if you're like, dude, like fish this bait? You're like, no, I'll fucking fish a 250. Oh, he, and- he, I got one from him. Um, that was a blem when I, when I first met my girlfriend who was out here. Um, so that was like, 20 uh, uh i probably should say i probably should remember that but um it was it was about 20, <laughs> 20 like early 2021 they want to say like december 2020 believe it or not i think like right right before the new year and um i got one from him and i took it home and fished it at the lake a little bit this is you know keep in mind this is after all those great days of catching big fish and yeah i i don't know if it was a we couldn't get it to swim something right it was a really early tacky trout so I, after that, I really didn't, we, plus I live so far away. So, you know, getting in touch to get baits was difficult at the time. <clears throat> and plus I was, I was just so concentrated on that soft bait I was throwing still. But if I get a chance to go back and like with the stuff I have now, 
It's oh man, I would have thrown I would have thrown it more than two fifty. Do you think you would have believed it? His, I think the way that he waits those baits to get him to do all they're doing in such a small area. And you know what I mean by that? Like fishing instead of just making it do wide glides and making it like um I don't know what they call it, but uh, that that clash does it really well. It, it, the 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 DRT the guys fishing that clash, I want to don't want to say came up with, but they're the first guys I saw doing it. Um, what the f- is it? Dead walking? Dead where walk, you like yeah. walk in one no. spot? Okay, Dude, so hater, his, his bait do, do that. that. His glides do that. Yeah, and yeah. I have seen I have moved more big fish fishing that in these new bodies of water than I've moved on lakes that I know that you know they'll eat. If that makes any sense to you. Like oh, yeah, if, for like, sure. if I go to a lake that I never fished, I go to the, the to a tree and I do I fish the bait like that, just like that, and you'll see fish every time. So his bait just does it so well that I find myself just throwing those paperweights in those situations Dude. on those new bodies of water, you know? When the paperweight came out, I was super big into the hater, and then uh he he had the taxi trout out too. And Dude, I, fu- I I got a paperweight and I was like, I fucking hate this thing. Like, I'm not gonna fish a shad shad style oh, bait. It definitely came full circle because that oh, was yeah. you know. And uh, dude, I was fucking hammer him. Funny enough, it was on one of the earlier taxi trouts, and I've been through a shit ton of taxi trouts. The people who listen to all the shows know I, dude. One summer, I went through like twelve or thirteen, uh. and uh, there was there's one batch that swam so fucking well. I caught so many fish on it. The bait was so beat up, and I just had never been able to find a bait to, that swims like it. But I've caught fish on all of them. But it was just like that one, that one batch or that one I had just swam so perfect. And then the baby paperweight came out, and I ordered it this spring, and I caught so many big pike on it. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And then I started fishing the river for smallmouth, and I caught so many smallmouth on it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this thing is fucking sick. Like I'm so glad I bought one of these, and I didn't just assume that it was like the the normal size paperweight. And now I don't have one because I fucking. But, oh, I lost my 10 inch one the other day on a tree that I could see. It was just too cold to go get it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and uh, it's still there, I think. Um, the problem is it sits over like a 50 foot canyon. Ooh. So the second it falls off that tree, it's, it's done, so it's sinking it's out. But it's fucking gone. Yeah. And Vic won't fish the spot with me because he says it sucks, but I've caught all my good fish out of there. Anyways, classic. Do you, uh, in the springtime, it, it's it'll probably it'll set up a little bit different than california but do you have any anticipation to fish a big soft bait out there yeah so he's uh vic's got me on this program about these stripers these big 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 stripers um i don't know where i i, I don't honestly i'm i'm more or less just along for the ride with that kind of shit because california yeah, striper fishing dick. is a lot <laughs> different than and and I've 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 always kind of never really straight targeted them. I've always kind of just happened upon them, and it's like okay, we'll do this for you. But um, he's uh, and I say him like that because we're gonna spend a lot of time, I think, fishing that stuff this spring. So I intend I see myself fishing a lot more of the big glide baits, honestly, than the soft bait. Yeah, as I'd say, I they fucking love the paperweight when that first came out they were catching so many striper on the paperweight it was crazy that's what he said and then you know it's funny enough the first one i took home with me i caught a big striper at home on one of the hardest lakes to catch them on on that paperweight like the first week i had it like decided to throw it i'm like fuck it i'll throw it and yeah dude you'll go out with vic and he'll see something he'll fucking go home and he'll chop up a bait he'll mold it 
Dude, he'll make it exactly for dude, that situation. There, I, first time, well, when I was at Victor's place a couple of years ago, I walked by and there's like a fucking duffel bag full Bro. of bait. And I'm there's, like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I have sitting on this wall right next to me, I have a 13-inch taxi trout, multi-joint, fucking spray-painted orange. And I was like, oh, Vic, I'm going to take this. He's like, yeah, okay. He's like, yeah, I think I, none of us fished it. You can just have it. But yeah. he's got, like, he's got rats and shit in there. Like, he's oh, got taxi yeah. trouts that were chopped up into a rat, dude. Like, there's so much shit that just he makes, and he fishes, like, three times, and he catches, like, two striper on. He's like, okay, that's cool. And then just fucking moves on to something else. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I was, so when I first got out here, I kind of was in there helping him out in the office a little bit. And the shit that comes through his head as far as like, oh, this will do this because of that is like, you're fucking crazy, but you're right. You're right. Like, that makes sense, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude, it's fucking. He's, he's, a, he's, in, a, he's in a whole nother, like, I don't know. He's in a whole nother, like, category, I think, when it comes to, um, fishermen slash bait makers i think he's one of the few bait guys that makes baits that actually like lives and breathes fishing not not people not fishing but like fishing if you know what i'm saying like it is it's he is making baits for him yeah you know and he, and, and, and that is the way to do it because you're not because if you think about it if you're making baits for yourself you want it to do it the certain way you want it to work right and if you're catching fish doing it that, doing way, it that way, I mean, it's obviously working, right? So why not make your baits like that? Yeah, people and wonder. Granted, you know like, what? I think a lot of people that are bait makers, though, don't have the exactly the time he has. So I can understand <laughs> yeah, that. Exactly. But the guy, you know, he designs baits for yeah. himself. You know? Right. And, and like, he always talks he about going on these. Yeah. yeah, he always talks about going on these like hiatuses and stuff. And people who don't know, like, when he's not making baits, he's fucking he's fishing. fishing. Like, he is... Yeah. No, no, he is not fishing. He has cut himself off from society fishing. Exactly, yeah. Dude, yeah, it's, it's just ridiculous. And I've learned a lot, a lot, a lot out here from him that has, like, changed the... It would change the way I fish. It would change the way I fish in California, for one. And it's also made me come out here with a different mindset that's like, okay, this is all doable. You know, it's just... You got to kind of do your homework. It's not like plug and play California, in my opinion. It's more like, okay, yeah, there's fish here, but they're not going to set up the way you expect them to set up. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Know, there, there's no, they're not, they're not chasing big schools of trout <clears throat> four months out of the year. They are chasing the same bait. They've been following around this pond for the last two years. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So they've seen the same shad seven or eight times. It's a little different. It, it, okay. So if you had to pick like current, current state of fishing in the areas would you stay in okay bass oh yeah, I, already, bass. I already have i already have it for you i already have the would, answer would you stay in maryland to I, would fish? Stay, I would stay where i am in virginia and and or, fish in virginia the i don't know why i keep saying maryland it's a, i say maryland because i just like being away from i don't know i don't i'm, I'm very <laughs> nobody's know where i am how about that there we go perfect <laughs> but um i would say i would so in the front of my brain slash back of my brain my idea is to guide i want to guide i want to i want to take people fishing and put them on fish in a way yeah i want to be able to take i want to be able to take all this shit and all this time and all this bullshit on the water and put it towards something real not just you know oh i did this and that no no i want to like i said i want to do what i did before i want to make money doing it okay i want to i want to use all this shit that i've learned to the fullest you know and i would say 
And like I said, it's 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 hard to really say it with a full mind, but I think the Potomac River up here has a ton, a ton to offer. And I would love to really, really, really love to get this area like dialed in on the river. As far as like just one specific body of water in one area, this upper area in DC is I think is pretty magical. Um, personally, I just I haven't done any. I haven't seen all of it in person yet. But the stuff I have seen is like holy shit. There are big bass here. You know, like you could probably come here and catch a limit of giant fish on a swim bait if you really could figure it out. You know, and that that's not that's not including all the other stuff you could do throwing crankbait up on riprap or all these giant wall dam walls and stuff. No, no, it's you could get up there and potentially catch a personal best. I think I think there are some big fish up here, dude. You, I mean. I'm pretty sure it's the Potomac, but that place has like 50 inch musky too. Uh, that's uh, that's upper. That's like a way above oh, these okay, it's a okay. series of bridges, I guess, where it separates that stuff. Uh, from what I know, and from what I've discussed with Vic, the only real ma- the couple massive things that come through here are, I guess, there's some weird run of big giant spring stripers that come up here for for a few days and chase the chase the bait around when it's up here. Uh-huh. But I guess there's some hardcore dudes that are pretty much dialed in on that. And like I said, I mean, I'll, I'll take a shot at a, at a 50 pound striper, but I'm, I'd rather fish for bass at, at that. Well, I'd rather put people on bass than try to explain to them that yes, the fish you're catching is going to break you off on pretty much every tackle you brought today. So we're not going to go fish for those kind of things. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you think maybe that'll change your mind after you fish this spring with Vic and you're like, Oh my gosh, like these fucking spring striper. No, because I also, I also believe in the, I believe a lot in respect and I would not want to take, I would not want to be some outside motherfucker running guide trips (laughs) in an area at a time of the year when the possibility to accidentally ruin a fishery is possible. And I say on this podcast because I, I don't, I really don't think, I really would hope that it's one of those things that people kind of have the same mindset I would be where it's like, you know, if you're not a professional at it and you haven't got your stripes on it, don't go in there acting like you fucking know what you're doing. Cause you're going to either get roughed around if it's the right kind of people and you're going to end up not catching anything. You're going to look like an idiot. So I, I, I would probably say at that time, and I'm specifically talking about that time. I would probably still keep it low key as, as keep it, everything as far as for an operation wise on bass fishing right yeah just to keep everybody away from whatever's going on you know i mean say say you wake up tomorrow and you have the ability to to get your captain's license and do all that is it gonna be i mean the big draw would be swim baits and stuff would you just have swim baits or would it just be fucking to catch fish like just to go out there and catch fish it would be tough to do all swim bait i'd have to really like figure out what i'd have to really spend some time on a lot of different spots to really do that i think because um i know a lot of guys do it now and i think there are some guys that are better at it than others and also have the water that's better at it than others this area is not typically known for big bass that's the thing they're here. I, I, like I said, I've seen them with my own eyes, but it's not known for it. And it right. could end up being the situation where you really only have three or four spots where those big fish are. And if that's the case, you're not going to want to run seven people there a week. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I, think, yeah. I think, and like I said, this is a very wide picture of what I want to do. It's not as tight knit as, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is kind of very general than the, like with the idea that I have. But, um, I would want to keep it probably both cross cross uh, all across the board, conventional and swim bait, you know, just depending on what 
I want to be able to do both. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For sure. Because if you get into a fishery that just doesn't have that big fish, you know, one four pounder looks the same as the next. So who cares exactly. if it's on a simulator or not? You know, yeah. I, if the guy wants to do that, that's more power to me. But that's, you know, we can go. We, that's a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's just me, man. Like I said, I, that's, that's just my thought on it. Um, just touching, what are your, what are your setups and obviously, uh, what are the baits you primarily fish, even though we kind of just touched on that a few minutes ago? So I, um, I typically, if, if I, uh, well, like I said, today I fished a Texas rig worm <laughs> or excuse me, a shaky head worm. So as far as any cool setups, um, I do, uh, I do fish a, a custom, it's not a custom, excuse me. It's a, um, medium heavy performance, um, bass rod performance tackle bass rod it's an in-shop type of rod it's like a shop rod they build over there in california it's, it's you have to kind of i don't know if they would even ship them out because they're they're on the it's it's one of those like um like a shop rod kind of thing so they're just custom built a whole bunch of design of yeah. one design you know yeah there's so, phenomenal rods and that kind of deal but uh um, nobody else on the east coast has one yeah <laughs> it's, it's one of those it, when it comes to like setups and stuff <laughs> like that man i really am not i don't i don't have the the uh, if you're in Southern California, man, performance tackle. Um, if you want a, like a custom like ocean or, or or like conventional bass rod, man, they they really do the best work. Um, as far as swim bait rods, they make great swim bait rods also. But I will always stand by Ben on those lowdown customs. Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, it literally. He everything. he. Uh, I'm going to touch on that a little bit. He has literally yeah, given me so much information as far as big bait fishing and the type of tackle to use and, and the rod designs to like, like to what fits the angler and what fit for me. And it, it I, I just, I will always stand behind, behind this product regardless if I have them in my arsenal still or not. Yeah. And it's funny. Cause I, like I said, there's it's just like anything though. It's expensive. So it's hard to kind of keep, you know? <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot of guys in California that, that fish LDC. Like that's, that's what's out there. And that's obviously what guys like and guys talk about what they like out there. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you hit the Midwest, and it just seems like it dries up. Like, you're... It's a, I feel like it's a big melting pot because I feel like there's a lot of guys that are that same style now. Oh yeah, now, you know. But keep in mind that's the big thing is now, but they all kind of have. I don't know. I really, I personally, um, dude. It's, I don't know. I, swear... I, I haven't seen a huge difference as far as what they all look like. They all kind of look. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's into the carbon fiber. Everyone's into the, you know, the black. back and forth. But like I said, to each his own. Some rods more parabolic than the other. You know, I've fished F5s with, with Vic that are phenomenal. I've fished, um, uh, what's the other one? The, the one, the, uh, what's the one you guys are all into now? Um, I apologize. Like I said, no disrespect. I just do not follow Instagram <laughs> like I should. Uh, um, Leviathan, Leviathan, right? Yeah, Leviathan. Yeah, like, yeah. Those look phenomenal rods as well. You know, they Dude, look, they it's... look great. I, I've just never fished one. It's like I've just seen them. So the the obviously the three the three big rod makers LDC F five Leviathan. That's what it and, is. I can't believe I Jesus Christ. Like I said, no disrespect <laughs> to anybody. I just have not been. I don't watch Instagram as closely as I should. No, dude, no, dude, you're good. But I swear it, it's a regional thing. Like you got. I believe the, that. I believe the that. West 100%. Coast LDC. Um, the 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 true 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 Midwest is a lot of F five. And there, there's some. I was gonna guy. say, I feel like I was seeing F5 and Lowdown about the same time period because now I feel like Leviathan's relatively new, right? 
Uh, dude, I don't even like. I don't even want to speak on that because I don't know because I have okay, a Okay, yeah, no, like, like I said, that's not a dish. I'm just curious because I feel like, well, then again, you know, it's like with anything. You just start seeing guys that have been there all along, but now they get the limelight and now they're big. Right. You know? yeah. So it's it's interesting to see that. So that kind of, that that very well might be the case. I just like I said, um, I I just don't I don't follow like I should, you know. Yeah, but it's to be like, talking about it like that. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. But that's it's like right. it's regional on on what a lot of guys use. And East Coast, there's a lot of guys who use Leviathan, and then there's a, a lot of guys who use F5. Like it's like that LDC flagship hasn't made it this this way yet, just because like nobody nobody really uses it over here. So I don't think those. You, you know what? You know what the big difference I think is, and I think it's honestly the same with the swimbait community out here. I don't think they take it as seriously. Which is honestly, no, let me take that. Yeah, no, let me, I'll, I'll, I'll explain that though, because everybody that I've seen from afar, I, like I said, I'm, I guess I'm pretty antisocial when I fish. So if I see somebody, I'm usually just more or less kind of checking. I'm not like a dick, but I'm like, you know, I'm going to give you your space, you give me mine kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, because nobody likes somebody just rolls up and start casting, you know, and that's never, never a good sign. And I just don't see, I have not seen a lot of, um, at least in the swim bait wise, these guys with as many or the more intricate custom swim bait rod that you see in like California. I see them with a lot of the Dobbins or a lot of the more like I say shop rods, which is more like a custom rod company builds it, but it's like a like a a bulk release type of deal. That's custom production you know? is what I call custom them. production is what I should, is what it means. Excuse me. Um, I see a lot more of that, and I think that mindset. And this is, like I said, from the maybe four hundred people that I've seen since I've been out here fishing, is I think they're more or less out there doing it, just taking the tool, using it as a tool, as opposed to in California where you have the melting pot of the guys that are flashy showing off with forty-seven rods that never fish, and the guys with forty-seven rods that do fish. Right, so I yeah. think it's just I feel like there's a lot more just like out there to fish than it is to be like, got to get the angles of my, you know, than it was in California. You got, you got what I'm saying? Oh, dude, I 100% know what you're saying. Dude, even crazier. Uh, like, you uh, don't see him dressed up in their yep. whole yeah. gang attire, you know? Yeah. Stephen Clipper, Stephen Clipper, a guy in British Columbia, talked about him at the beginning of the show. He caught, like, a 9-6 or something. Mm-hmm. And, dude, this guy, he just, he just fishes Dobbins. That's all he fishes. I'm like, do you have, like, any any like thought to buy like one of these other brands he's like no he's like dobbins has a lifetime warranty he's like it's what i can get he's like i don't care what i fish he's like yeah I just, you know i'm just going out there I need that's the mindset i think a lot of those guys have which isn't bad it's not wrong you're out there having a good time who fucking cares you know yeah exactly i just think that's where i think it's 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 a different like what you say with um um sections of who buys what you know what i mean like as far as lowdown or, or leviathan or f5 Right, and he's also in Canada, so it's kind of hard yeah, for him to get yeah. fucking. He's on an island. <laughs> well, man, I tell you, those Canadian guys, I'm starting to see more and more and more of those dudes chasing those big smallmouth up there, and that's pretty damn cool to see. I was, I was going to ask you, have you tangoed with smallmouth at all on the 250? So, no, I've uh, one of those people that believes in throwing a nothing bigger than a seven inch bait form because I'm uh, afraid of um, not getting bit. <laughs> okay yeah i i definitely I need to do it more and vix told me to stop thinking like that but my mindset is i catch these things on football jigs not swim baits what am i doing uh, you yeah. know but in reality it's like you know you dumbass it's a bass they all eat the same shit you know 
Dude, 250s for smallmouth, it'll fucking piss you off more than anything. But I will tell you what, though. The experiences I have had with glide baits and smallmouth have not been positive since I've been out here. Really? Been a lot of real close calls and a lot of, like, what the hell just happened kind of things. Dude, they come up, and they're so much worse than largemouth. They come up, swat at it, and boom, back to the bottom of the lake. Small or largemouth, you can get to dick around and follow it, I feel Hang like. Out, no. Smallmouth, yeah. small they're fucking up. Taste it. Oh, that's fucking ABS plastic back down to the bottom. They don't well, give a shit. Well, it's funny. See, our California lakes are still kind of new to those smallmouth. At least Southern California are kind of new to those smallmouth getting big enough to where they're actually vicious. You yeah, know? yeah. We have a couple of lakes that they've been there all along, but now they're starting to kind of explode population wise and guys are starting to catch like four and five pound fish. And they're like, yeah, dude, they're vicious, man. They're, they're, they're pretty, I've, I've seen what they do to a crankbait, you know, like I can only imagine what a five pounder does to a glide bait, you know, how right, fired yeah. up they get, you know, now imagine that times 10, that's calico bass fishing. Damn dude. That's where you're tough. watching, where you're watching clouds of five to six pounders come off of kelp stringers chasing your bait. It no matter how fast you want, they're right on it. Dude, that's <laughs> no matter how fast crazy. that thing goes, straight spectra, eight to one, eighty pound braid, no shot. They're still gonna they're still gonna get you in the kelp. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Dude, I watched uh Marshall, the homeless fisherman, he got to fish with the lateral vision guys. Yeah, I go like, fish the break wall with Nick and them. Yeah, he's he's fishing I had my chatterbait or whatever. And like he gets a bite and dude, this fucking rod loads up and he's like struggling oh, to get the fish in and he flips dude. it and it's like a three pounder. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, calico bass are, oh man, they are, I think calico bass and spotted bay bass are the like apex predator. I think any, up against any, any, the only, the only advantage a largemouth bass is going to have over a calico is it might be a little bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Because they are, I have, we have, so like I said, my buddy and I, I'm going to, hit this for a second but my buddy and i used to fish the break wall all the time he had a boat saltwater boat we would take it out we had a tin at one point we had a 14 foot aluminum boat that we would take oh out to this gosh. break wall at night with no lights oh and fish when we were little <laughs> kids dude and we i have i have watched him and hooked calico bass that have towed the boat into the rocks oh i believe it from to where I've you seen. are like 80 pound 100 pound we were fishing 100 pound braid to wire and still getting broken off by these fucking things Fucking and 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 you think about it all, and it's just you think about the pushing of the water and the current, yeah, and yeah. you're like, oh no shit, this thing is a bodybuilder. This fish is yeah. a bodybuilder with an attitude, dude. It's you a know? river smallmouth just exactly. fucking hopped up on salt exactly. water. And I reason that I say the, the 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 break wall is because it's a whole different fish than what you would expect fishing Catalina Island or San Clemente Island, which are these offshore islands that are just. World renowned for calico bass, like phenomenal okay. calico bass fishing. It's great, awesome. You get a chance at nines, you know, maybe a ten. The break wall is where is is where you're looking for a world record. Damn, I'm talking. I'm talking. I have a buddy of mine who has a picture of a fish that's close to. I I don't remember. I I'm gonna say it though because <laughs> the guy's been around for so long and he he is he's one of the most influential calico bass fishermen guys I look up to over the years and he has a fish in a picture that's close to 15. I believe it's close to 15. It is a giant. It, it, it looks like, it looks like take, take, um, uh, I don't know. I'm thinking of a fish with a better frame than, than that. Um, than Mike Gilbert's fish That's 17. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful frame, right? Picture that with checkerboards on it and a little, like a hair, not much smaller cause it's but a little bit smaller gut. And that's what that fish looked like. Dude, like, and and and, and now you gotta imagine them. this fish is 
five times stronger than that largemouth. He pissed He's been off. living in the rock. Yeah. You pulled him out of a rock hole. Like my so my so there's another bass called a sand bass we have, which is also it's same same family, does the same type of shit, grouper type bass. They hang out in the rocks. I got one that was about guessing probably close to twelve off that break wall. That was fucking it, it was like pulling on it, it was like pulling on the bottom. Dude, you know, yeah. and you're fishing the heaviest bass rods you can, the heaviest spectra. Either fifty pound fluoro, not you know, all, all the whole name of the game for that style and those fish on that wall was to break their necks. You know, we were, yeah. we, were we were taking we were taking swim bait rods and chopping like a foot off the tip to where the rod would not bend. Just about to ask just that. to literally get these things out. You got to winch. And then when we started literally. to ca- then when we started to catch on that they would eat the jerk bait. Holy shit, dude! <laughs> that opened a whole other game of like. All right, throw anything with a bill that's bigger than five inches and watch what happens. And it was, we used to have a cup in his boat of blown out DD-22s that were just in pieces where the hooks were, the hook hangers were ripped out of the bait, the bills were broke off. It was just all from these calicos, you know? Okay, I got a question for you. How did that not ruin you to the freshwater greenfish game? Like, dude, if I went out there and I did that for a week, I'd come back here and be like, "Fuck that river! I'm not going to wait out there." Like, are you? Uh, it serious? was always the the thought of, "Okay, you got your fix. Now back to doing what you really want to do." Okay, you know? yeah. Really, because I was I, I very much was infatuated on chasing a fish over ten pounds, over twelve pounds. I wanted to catch like a teener, a, a real teener. Yeah, you know the fish that I did catch that I believe is a teener. I obviously, didn't have a fucking scale for, so that kind of sucks. But I caught it. And I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Um, I caught it at the most heaviest pressure lake and the lake that I grew up fishing, which was even more uncalled for. (laughs) So, but, um, that, that was always my allure after was like, all right, all right. You had your fun. You did your thing. Now back to business. We were learning, we were learning stuff, you know, so that when people came to us, I was working in a couple other tackle shops at the time also. Um, so I would have information. So I was kind of more or less trying to learn every little thing about that style, you know, I like trophy calico bass fishing, trophy spotty fishing, but just trying to catch the, try to fish for the biggest of those, spe- you know what I mean? Yeah. Just wanting to catch big fish. So is, that, it, but it would always drive me back to largemouth. I mean, from what I know, which is fucking scraps, a big calico is like eight, nine pounds, right? Like that's like a very respectable, a, a really, fish. a really respectable calico I'd say is like five and up. And that's oh, being fuck. the piece of shit asshole I am who, who, yeah, yeah. who says, fuck your five-pound bat. No, I think a five-pound calico enough is a respectable fish. It also looks good in a picture, dude. It looks good in a picture. You, can tell me, you can't tell me I'm wrong. A two-pound calico looks like shit in a picture unless you get real close. Yeah, and at the okay. end of the day, it's nice to look at nice pictures and then look at shitty pictures, right? Yeah, yeah. So especially when you're bored scrolling through Instagram. So yeah, I think those the old... Five and up is where you start. Like that's a nice fish. Like that's that's when you can when their head starts to get real big when they come up and look real weird. You're like, okay, that's a nice fish. Like like that guy knows what he's doing. Like he's yeah. out there find, figuring out these fish. Yeah, and then and I will take that to the grave. Is a five pound calico looks way better in a picture than a two pounder. So just just another quick question: mm-hmm. What's the growth cycle like on those? Like, does it take them fucking twenty years? To yeah, get that big, like, yeah. That's out? another thing too. Is they and that was this is kind of funny. It's going to touch on the sport fishing side of when I was being, when I was working as a pinhead and, and deck canning was, uh, there is not much of a variable of catch and release on those boats. Right. I was just about because to a lot. I was raised as a bass fisherman. So everything went back, you know, and being young and being the hot, hothead at the time I was about that type of stuff. It was like, you know, this fucking sucks. I'm playing this eight pounder in a fucking sack, but whatever, you know, 
there's 400 of them else down there, you know? And it was kind of fun. Sometimes you could talk to these older cats and be like, hey, here's the deal. I can keep this fish alive for you. Well, you can wait it for jackpot, but we're going to release it. You know, this fish is like 50 years old, which is the truth. They grow. They're very, the, the, the whole story with calicos is slow to grow. Let them go. You know, they're, they're, they, they age very, it's, it's, uh, I forgot what the math is on how, how they age, but they're very old fish when they get up above that four to eight pound, that area. So I, I, um, but it was, so it was kind of hard being on a sport boat, killing those fish. Cause it was like, fuck, you know, that's a breeder. That's a good one. But yeah. But yeah. Damn, Damn dude. That sounds fucking so crazy. I, so I, 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 <clears throat> I'm sorry, I kind of got far off what we were talking about there, but that's kind of where it's like, because you asked about how long it takes for them to grow, right? Uh, yeah, yep, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's more or less what I mean. So that's, I've always caught and released them because I've always been taught that they take a very long time to get to that big size. You know, spotted bay bass too. Spotted bay, a big spotted bay bass, like a two, three pound fish is a very old, old fish. I mean, are there guys out there, like, I mean asking you as a sportsman might not be the best idea, but do they like, are they worth the shit to eat? Like do guys, no calico basses, calico bass and sand bass are phenomenal, but spotted bay bass taste all around like garbage. I, I they, they live, they live in the port. They, they live in, they're not an offshore migratory species. They don't move throughout water columns and they don't move as far away from areas as you as like calico bass and sand bass might when they do. Um, so those fish kind of typically, I would think, taste pretty bad. And a lot of the calicos and sand bass that I've caught have all been inside the harbor limits too. So it's like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, if I were to eat a calico bass, I'd rather eat one from the, one of the islands than close to home. Yeah, right. That, that and it'd be sense. a small, like, you know, three to four pound fish. Yeah, that makes sense. Like you catch salmon um, outside of Lake Michigan, but into these lakes that connect before they get into the rivers. And it's like... I'm not eating out of this fucking lake. No, but when yeah, it gets in the river, no. it's completely different. Like, oh, it, it's been in the river for two weeks. I'll fucking yeah. eat it. <laughs> yeah. But I got to actually fish those steelhead uh, in Ohio last year. Um, oh, no not shit. salmon, but the steelhead. Yeah, my girlfriend's dad lives in Ohio, right on the right on the banks of Erie, and so we got oh, to fish yeah. one of those little tidal, those little uh, not tidal, but those little rivers and creeks that they go into. And the tributary. man, that's a that's a fun one. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you you honestly probably weren't very far from me, like Toledo area or more like Sandusky. No, I was Cleveland. more like Erie, Erie, Pennsylvania area. So oh, like shit. Erie okay, okay. and like Conneaut, Ohio area. Okay, yeah, that's a little bit farther away, but not yeah, too. Yeah, no, far. I, 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 my, as my assumption towards everything is, I'm far as shit from everything. So <laughs> yeah. far as shit. Yeah, exactly, dude. Like getting out to Virginia, it only took like. What was it 10 hours and it fucking went by so quick like so fucking fast it's ridiculous that drive it was it oh was i bet drive. i bet especially coming down for that event i'm interested to see what that look i i'm i'm gonna try and get to one of those at some point although i heard that the last couple ones were like just uh you know you couldn't walk 10 feet without having someone offering you five million dollars for a piz but um i heard it was a fun show yeah, it's it's definitely gotten bigger compared to the first one. Like, dude, the first one was in a fucking bait shop front yard. Like, <laughs> it was fucking yeah, ridiculous. I like that kind of stuff though. No, it no, no it, yeah, a lot of the riffraff out because there it, is a lot of riffraff if you really think oh, about yeah. it. You it was know, super bait cool, flippers, though. all that shit. You know, going from that to where it is now, like it's fucking <clears throat> crazy. Like, there's pictures of Vic running around 
uh, what the fuck were we doing? We were dicking around with a rod or something, and somebody threw a reel on it, and there's a fucking picture of Vic running, like, towards the road with this rod, that, and it's just, dude, it was, it's fucking crazy, and looking at it now, like, it's, it's changed so much. Like, it's so crazy to think about. It's only been... Isn't it, though? Like, isn't it, isn't it wild years? how it's become, instead of becoming something that, that, I don't know, was niche and, and not kept away, but, but kind of looked down upon to being like the only thing anybody wants to do or the only type of status quote unquote i guess you could say yeah in my opinion i think what it looks like i think it goes to like i mean look at all the like you got fucking shimanu making swim baits now like are you fucking serious and then people people go in like oh swim bait those are cool they go on youtube or instagram youtube fucking facebook and they see these groups or see these videos they're like, oh, what, what is, uh, oh, I've never, Adept's 250. Yeah. Oh, big go, bait. Everyone's talking about it. And then they go and buy like, one. Here, but here's the thing, though. And, and here's the thing that I, why I have the, the sh- I guess I could say at the time had the shitty attitude and the fuck this, I'm over it kind of thing about basically having everything to where, you know, I could go whatever direction I wanted to go and, and, you know, become, you know, act or not act, but like be, Closer I ever wanted to get, the more I wanted to be close to was, God, it just went from being so, like, I feel like I'm really fishing for a reason to catch a big fish. And now around me, it's become, who gives, and, and yeah, you, you, cause at that point, you do want to be a part of something. You do want to have the status because what's the fucking point of post? If you're not, like, don't try and lie to yourself, bro. If you're going to post a picture, you're looking for something. Like, don't lie to yourself. <laughs> yeah. I wanted it, you know, I'm not posting now. I want to go, I want, I want to become, I want to to slowly get back to that level of comfort and like having the friends and stuff I had before. But, you know, it's just, it's difficult seeing it becoming a, um, I've always had this argument with even being on the other podcast with Nick at Cast and Crank. Um, it's just, it's become more of a focus away from just big bass fishing, which the only, the main reason I was stoked on it was to see how big and how, how, to catch the biggest bass you could possibly catch, to see what the biggest bass someone could possibly catch would look like. So now yeah. it's like, all right, I caught a two pound striper on a punker. Fuck yeah. Like, hey, you're ha- like, it's, it's hard for me to get back to like, okay, everyone's out there trying to have fun, but now they're having fun with something that you took seriously. Yeah, yeah. If that makes any sense. That's where it's kind of like, all right, whatever. Then I guess it's just like any other fucking fad. You know, it gets big, it gets blown out by everybody, and we got to restart, you know? Dude, I was I was listening to another podcast. Yeah, it was a podcast, and it's like it's based around. Um, I mean, it's a lot of like guns and shit. But he was talking to this guy, and this guy's like, "Yeah, he's like, you know, fuck. I think it was like the '80s. He's like skateboarding was this super niche thing. Dude, and then, skateboarding is the big one that I use as an example. Yeah, and he's like, you know? uh, and then um, Back to the Future came out, and you see fucking Michael J. Fox on this skateboard, and he's like. He's like, dude, he's like, everybody on the block had a skateboard underneath their Christmas tree. He's like, it was fucking right. huge. He's like, you had those people that would do it for a year and could barely fucking stand. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. five years later, you have people that actually stuck with it. And I think that's, that's going to be what happens. Like, I, I, that's got to be what happens. I will I always have, I, I, is, is, like I said, and, and I'll say shitty negative because if you don't know from before, I did. I ripped on just about anything I could that was again that was that I felt was a threatening thing towards the idea of, of that core I, core thought of, of the trophy bass fishing. And so like as far as rampages and just literally just 
basically saying this is trash. Um, I now look at it more along the sense of like, all right, like the damage has been done. It's like it's the way it's going to be. It's never going to be the same. Those fish are still out there, though, you know, and and that the possibility of catching those fish is still out there. It's just a little more challenging now that you have, you know, 47, you know, people like yourself that think they know what they're doing. Don't tell. Yep. Don't get me wrong. I don't catch fish all the time. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But <laughs> when you have a spot dialed in and then you th- the think you know what you're doing show up is, you know, that's when you start to get demoralized. It starts to get demoralized and where it's like, what's the fucking point? I'll go fish bodies tonight, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, one, thing, one thing I want to touch on real quick just because we have gone a little bit longer than we had that's planned. Okay. I'm, I'm having a good time. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, so, I mean, you're, you're, you're from the West Coast and we had talked about it before the show how, I mean, you just touched on how you'd razz on guys and stuff what like what's the persona of the east coast swim bait guys out there like what there there's a feud i mean a people... lot of uh, i i don't <laughs> think there's a feud i don't think they're really i at this point maybe one day down the line when i start looking between the lines and see how mm-hmm. bunk one side is to the other i definitely think the i don't think there really is a full persona as if i think it's i i don't know i i I almost want to say it's a wolf. It's a, it's one of the other reasons why it kind of pushed me away. It's a welcoming to anybody yeah. at this point. Anybody can be this. Anybody can do that. Anybody can throw a swim bait. You know, yeah. when in reality, it's like not everyone should be doing that. Um, because <laughs> if you really think about it, you get the bait flippers involved. You get the guys that now you get it really hard to get things you want. Yeah. And it's really hard to get to fish the water you want because, you know, all those guys show up. But like I said, uh, as far as going forward, I think it's it's my mindset now is just you know try to take do whatever you can and just put a little little taste of your own thing onto it, you know, or try to. So if I do end up trying to becoming like, I don't say trying to become again, but like I, I would like to be like fully involved with the Instagram like social media side of it again at some point. But hopefully, at a level to where I can keep it the way I want to do it and still keep yeah. it as something useful, you know. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, at the end of the day, the whole go- game plan is to be able to make this type of thing what I want to do for a living. You know, bass fishing or guiding, for example, or even or even just making the name for it or, or, or something that I do. That's what I want to do for a living. You know. Yeah, and like guys, dude, it's crazy because guys are like, oh, and I'm sure a million guys say that. I'm sure a million yeah, guys. Say yeah, yeah, exactly. Guys are like, oh, well, when when is the podcast going to be your full time thing? And I'm like, fucking never. Like, <laughs> I it's a common misconception that like I do this for like money and shit, dude. I don't, I fucking spend my own money to do this shit. Right. Right. And I do it because like, dude, there's 49, there's a library of 49 episodes of guys from all over the fucking country I've talked to. And, um, when I first started out, that was like the deal. Like I was going to talk to fucking everybody in every state and I was going to get their perspective and how they fish and all that. And, uh, Oh fuck! What's the word? Um, Marshall and Phoenix call me the uh, the prophecy. That is somebody prophecy. that I would like to meet in person. Is uh, Marshall? He's uh, he does the um, throwback swim baits, right? Or he? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. He, fisherman. He, he, I, I've heard yep. nothing but good things about him, and I've seen a lot of his his videos, and I, I, he cracks me up. I think that's I, I think that's <laughs> I a good path. Love Marshall. For that. That's a good. That's a good. He's a good person to have on your to to fish with, you know, or in your uh, yeah. your persona of friends. I think. Yeah, I fucking love. Same Marshall. same way about uh, uh, Phoenix and Jeff, man. 
both those. I don't. Uh, I've I've been around Jeff since the beginning, as far as SU. When, yeah, yeah. Like, he was in the same little group of kids that would just kind of pop around on there and, and like honestly get pushed around on that stupid forum back in the day, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so that's why it's funny. It's it's no, it's not even funny. It's really cool. In fact, I talked to him. The I touched. Um, I messaged him the other day about this because he posted that video with him and Butch, or or he was working on that video with Butch and that new two fifty color. And I was like, man, it's it is really cool to see what like what you come from from yeah. being you know. But he did it the right way though. They did it the right yeah, way. Yeah. Started on YouTube, just kept posting and posting and posting, and sure enough, look. Look at that! You know, you got to the age where you can actually make uh, monetize all that work you've put in. You know, yeah. So I got, hats off to those guys. Up. You know, hats off to those guys. Yeah, dude. Like the pod, like just going off, like you said, just continuously posting and like just just grinding on something like that. The fucking podcast. When I first started, I remember when I had like fifty downloads on like six episodes. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's fucking crazy! Like fifty people, people listening are listening. To it. Yeah, 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 exactly. And now I'm almost to fifty thousand, or yeah, fifty thousand. And dude, it's it's fucking, it's such a weird feeling. It's a, to know that people. See, I want to get that feeling again. To where I, to being stoked on having eyes on you. You know. Yeah, yeah, again. dude. Like. To, to think that people are going to listen to this two-hour conversation to you and I, and I'll get messages about it, and you'll get messages about it, and then there will be people, – people will tag us on Instagram because they'll screenshot their, them listening to it and post it. Like, dude, it's, it's, it's super cool. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, wow, you guys draw joy out of this thing I'm just doing for fucking fun because I'm selfish and I want to talk to all these guys. Like, if I didn't have the podcast, Seth – I would have probably like messaged you or like commented on your shit, but I would have never fucking sat down and, and talked to you with two hours unless I was in the area, like with Vic and stuff. Right, like right. it just, it, it's brought me to so many fucking people that I'd never talked to before. Now, that's why, that's why I was like, when, when this became an opportunity, I was so adamant about like, yeah, I really should like, you know, and, you know, not even to like get on the harp on anybody or to, or to hit or to, or to cross, you know, paths with anybody. It's more or less just like, you know, I want to, reconnect in a way you know and this and especially being so far from the core group of people that i grew up fishing with and that i know yeah, now yeah. it's just i want to reconnect you know reconnect with as many with that with that world as best as, as shitty as i got about it in the last you know three or four years it's just nice to kind of have a chance to kind of talk again and actually talk about fishing and, and have you know what i mean yeah dude, have a like, conversation about it the only three people like literally in my phone that i talk to on a daily basis that aren't like have been on the podcast or just bait makers or just super fishy guys is my girlfriend and my parents. Those right, are the right. only, I, yeah. Dude, everybody else I talk to, it's about fucking, it's about fishing. It's about the podcast. It's about my, my future business ideas for 23. Like, dude, it's fucking ridiculous. And like yeah. touching back on it, like I, I use my girlfriend as an out, as a source to, to like fucking decompress from this shit. And yeah, we'll, same we'll, here, dude. We'll be sitting there on the couch and I'm like, so I had this idea, like if I made shirts like this and she's like, okay, like, like you're at, you're asking the wrong person. You have yeah. fucking 700 other contacts in your phones that would have an answer for as you. As long as you got rid of the end of the month. Uh, okay, go for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, no, man. I know. And, and, and that's, yeah, that's the cool, that's the cool thing though, is to be able to have like a platform like this to do that, you know? Yeah. And it's weird because like before this, like people knew who I was, like I was. Yeah, I, was, I knew who you were. Yeah, I was I was like the Michigan swim bait kid. Like that's that's what I was on Universe. And then, you know, fuck, that was four or five years ago. And then people like come back and like somebody will message me and be like, "Oh, I really like the podcast." I'm like, 
holy shit, I haven't fucking talked to you in like four years. Like you were the right. first guy I traded a swim bait with. Like I didn't right. even know, I didn't even know we were still fucking friends on Facebook. Like it's so crazy. Right, right. I don't even remember your name, you know? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, dude, it's so weird. It's cool, I but it's you. so odd. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, man. Um, I guess you got just, me. Yeah. <laughs> closing you got me down. on information. <laughs> Go, yeah. come in. I'm already falling asleep, man. You got me today. Yeah. Dude, that's perfect. Um, Closing it down. What are what are any companies you want to shout out? If you have any, fucking no, uh, I didn't plug. talk about them at all. But Lateral Vision, um, Nick and and Derek over there at Lateral Vision, man, they've uh, over the years, as far as keeping in touch with me and 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 their products are are you know they make great designs and they have great clothing and they're another person that I'll always stand by or wear their stuff no matter uh, whether they're on the water or you know just walking around you know to me he also. Tamiki also is another good one, and yeah, Lowdown Customs. I will say Lateral Vision, sh- Lateral Vision, Vision's shit is so sick. They're Black Friday. That, that stuff, oh that's my god, tough. What the? It, it went right off the bat. I was when I first met Nick. I'm like, this is legit. Like, this is real cool. This is more like old school style stuff, you know? Yeah, I, nostalgic. I, I really like have a lot of respect and, for that stuff, and it's yeah. a lot of it's you know, a, no, almost all, no, all of it is designed that's not like taking anything from anybody that's yeah that's yeah. the big thing that that from what from me and nick's talks me and nick spent a lot of time fishing bass and calicos together on his boat on our my, my dad's boat and and we had a lot of those talks about like you know you know you see because even at the time i was always the negative nancy as far as you know looking at oh everybody do this and this and yeah. Always, we, we just always always bounce ideas off each other, you know, and it was always cool what he had to what he what he had to say, and then to see him put that stuff on a shirt is like, damn, that's so rad. So I have a I I like to shout them out as one of the main friend groups on there, and then Damiki Bates also Daniel Daniel came over there Damiki, the axe blade in the vault. So far, one of the only, only bait that I've been able to come out here with and actually catch more than five fish in a day on. <laughs> oh. Hell yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. And then you said LDC too, yeah, right? Yeah, LDC obviously all the way over a swim bait rod. Yeah. Um, like I said, Lateral Vision had that Black Friday sale and I didn't see it until it was fucking too late. My girlfriend was super sick, so I wasn't on my phone at all. And I saw it and I was like, fuck. And she's like, what? And I was like, oh, I mean, they had 50% off and she she likes their stuff too. She has a couple of shirts. And yeah, she's so like, oh my, my God. But she got all my sweatshirts. <laughs> she's like, oh my gosh, I, we, you could have bought me something for Christmas. I said, or I could have bought myself a shit ton of shirts. But well, yeah, we could have got yeah, Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. But uh, what's what's the Instagram? Even though you're not too active on there, uh, not underscore Seth Fishboy is the one that I am currently using, and uh, there will be plans for a more professional one, I'm sure, at some point. But as of now, like I said, I'm I'm more or less just kind of coasting under the radar until I feel the opera type shit. It. Yeah. So I feel comfortable enough to kind of jump out and say, "What's up, motherfuckers? I'm back." So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm on the other side. I'm on the other side of the yeah, country. Yeah, I'm on the other side. Surprise! You know, I popped yeah. up over here. Hell yeah, man. Um, yeah, this has been great, by the way. I appreciate you having me on, listening to me ramble about my past and what I hope to achieve in the future. <laughs> and like that that's I mean, like I said, for anybody who who doesn't know or didn't pick up on it, I I've talked to Seth for maybe fucking a couple months and this is the first time I've ever fucking talked to him. And that, Yeah, like, we were having a real conversation together, yeah. I, I have to say. Yeah. This has been a very good experience too, because some people are not easy to talk to, and I'm also not an easy person to articulate. 
So <laughs> when I get a chance to have someone that actually understands what I'm saying, it's like, oh, okay, okay, this is good. This is really good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, it's, I won't lie, it's a lot more fun to interview and talk to guys I, I've never talked to or like I know a little bit about relative yeah. than my friends. Just I talk never to my friends connected. Every yeah, yeah, day. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I hear their stories. Like I'm just, I, I would sit here and be like, oh my gosh, I fucking heard this story when it happened two years ago. Like I don't want to listen yeah. to it again. Well, but, yeah, uh, it's, like it's like like a whole other, a whole other, uh, a whole other playing field of, of you know things like that. Yeah, dude. So exactly. it's cool to hear that connecting with a whole bunch of different people, which is fucking so fun to do. But I appreciate Seth coming on. We, dude, the, like you hit me up like a month and a half ago, and then I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm busy, and like you hit me up like last week, like, hey, uh. I didn't forget about you. Like you want to do one, and then I was sick, and then and then I forgot. forgot. <laughs> like, oh shit! And then now we made it happen. But yeah, we got. I would love away. to do this again sometime and actually get deeper into some of this stuff because I think that would be fun to kind of elaborate on yeah, some of the more gray areas that we talked about. You know. Yeah, and even even if we did a roundtable with like Vic. Oh too, man, that would be hilarious. That's what Vic we all you have to be in person for that. We have to come down for that one though. We have to be in person. Yeah, dude, that'd be fucking sick. That's what Vic wanted to do originally, and I don't have a problem with that. But it's hard when you have two guys. Oh, it's hard when you guys drive fucking ten hours, bro. Like, don't <laughs> don't even try and play yourself. I feel you. Don't worry. No, no, but even like like uh, if I had you on without having your own personal episode, and guys are like, okay, like. Beth, who the fuck is this guy? What That's the thing, and I don't have? expect I don't expect any craziness to come from this episode because, <laughs> in all reality, it's I'm a nobody trying to restart in a world of buddies. If you get what I'm saying, so yeah, it's. But, but now I have like, my own accord, but you know, right? If we if we did another episode or when we do another episode, guys will be like, "Oh, this is the guy that lived out in California at, at Disneyland, yeah. Disney World, and he moved over." The to, Disneyland guy. Disneyland guy, yeah, yeah, Disneyland guy. <laughs> Uh, but I want to, I want to thank you for coming on. Like I said, we finally got it squared away. Um, I'll leave your Instagram in the show notes as always. Uh, make sure if you guys need a new swim bait stick before this next coming up season, it's winter here. And some of you guys are luckily lucky enough. Those big rods ready, man. Yeah. You guys are lucky enough throughout the winter. Uh, make sure you guys head over to Leviathan. Use scales 20 as always for 20% off your, your order comes down to like, 316 shift which is pretty damn good deal for one of those rods if you guys haven't or have fished them either i i mean those are the rods i like but um fuck I, that's about it when you guys yeah. are hearing this it'll actually be thursday which will be december 1st which means i'll drop the new sticker that'll be super fucking cool oh i got some new slaps coming out huh yeah well i i can fucking talk about it yeah it's the that's the bass and buzz it's a uh i'll, I'll send you a picture oh yeah i like that fish fin holding a fucking twisted tea can but it's a, it's a customized twisted twisted tea can pretty fucking sick i love that did you ever get to see real quick did you ever get to see my paperweight costume that i made no oh i'll send that to you that's a that's a personal one i'll send it to you oh shit perfect but uh <laughs> i want to thank seth for coming on i had a fucking fun time like i said first time i ever got to talk to him um if you guys want, like I said, go go pick up a slap. I think they're gonna be like six. Like the monthly ones will be six dollars for the giveaway. I also don't have a bait picked for the giveaway yet, so let me know what you guys want, and I'll, I'll pick it up and obviously buy a sticker, win a bait if you get drawn at the end of the month. But um, I want to thank thanks you guys. For having for me, man, or, yeah, sorry, dude. I just want to say thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You're good, man. Yeah, for sure. It was it was a good time, like I said. But I want to thank you guys for listening. Obviously, again, I want to thank Seth for coming on and donating two hours. It was a little bit over the time we had. We had set up, but he had a good time, so it's okay. It's all fair. <laughs> but, um, Absolutely. I, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and I'll talk to everybody next time. Thanks, guys.